WLEW Sports Network presents The Game of the Week with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen, Doug Cole, and Dan Banke. You're listening to the WLEW Sports Network, powered by AgriValley Services. The road to Fort Field has officially begun, and in just five short weeks, the state champion will be crowned. But before that can happen, we have a rematch of the backyard brawl between the Ugly Bearcats and the Harbor Beach Pirates. Good evening from the M19 Valley on the banks of the Cass River in Ugly, Michigan. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, and I'm your host, Clark Ramsey, for tonight's broadcast. Alongside of me, as always, is a true professional. He even has a license to prove it. Please welcome Dave Hanson. Thank you, Clark. Happy to be here. I know I missed this uh, rivalry game the first time around, so I'm thrilled we get to see it again, and uh, I get to see it in my, with my own eyes. Who moves on to the second round? It's the moment that every program looks to achieve, a playoff berth in the postseason. 32 teams are in Division 8 playoff field, but that by night's end, just 16 will remain. It's win or go home, and both the Ubley Bearcats and Harbor Beach Pirates do not want to call it a season just quite yet. No doubt about it, and I speak for everybody in this room. This is one of the best times of year for us, and every team lays it all on the line, every single play, just for a chance to play again next week. For the fourth time in five years, the Harbor Beach Pirates and Ubley Bearcats are meeting in the postseason. The Pirates lost the first matchup of this year six weeks ago in a game where Harbor Beach scored 33 points the most given up by the Bearcats all season, but Ubley got the last laugh scoring 50 on the Pirates. And much to my surprise, a shootout. Normally we see a defensive heavy battles, low scoring affairs, not this one. But with the weather the way it is looking right now, could be a much different story. The Ubley Bearcats are looking to find their way back to the state championship game after losing in the state title game this past January to Centerville. Entering the postseason, the Bearcats are boasting the conference's best offense and the second-best defense. Well, they certainly have showed that they can beat a lot of different teams in a lot of different ways, and they got a pretty favorable draw, I feel, in the playoffs. This team has a real chance of making it back to Ford Field. Before we kick off the postseason, we'll host our media roundtable, take a look at our other area games, and break down the game of the week. Harbor Beach at Ubley with the winner advancing to the district championship. It's all right here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network is being brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services. DIA Services of Cass City for all of your grain handling needs. Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Maddox. Rainey's Honey Center, 269 Guns. The Here and Daily Tribune, North Star Bank, guiding the way. Here in Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Ubley Motor Service, Thumb Community Health Partnership, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, and Sure Health. Better Health. Better life. Are you sure? Internet services are provided by Agar Valley Services on the blazing speed of their TrueNet 4G wireless network. Go to agarvalleyservices.com for broadband internet that you can count on. This game broadcast is a copyright presentation of Thumb Broadcasting Incorporated. All rights are reserved. Any reproduction without the express written consent of the WLW Sports Network is strictly prohibited. For some, the end of October signifies the chance to don their finest Halloween costumes. For others, it means they will go against all logic 
and put up their Christmas tree nearly two months before the holiday. And then there's the rest of us, where the end of October means just one thing, the start of the high school football playoffs. Just like the anticipation that accompanies the beginning of the regular season, the excitement intensifies every week as the playoff field is cut in half every seven days until we reach Thanksgiving. Just three programs in Huron County have reached the highest peak in high school football, a state championship. USA, unfortunately, did not make the postseason this year. Lakers finds themselves in a very talent-heavy Division 7 bracket, and Harbor Beach has squared up with the Division 8 runner-up of the Ugly Bearcats, who are looking to duplicate their playoff run from a year ago in this year take that final step. My name is Clark Ramsey, and this begins my 11th postseason with the WLW Sports Network. To my right is a man who starts his 10th, and that would be Dave Hansen. That's right, 10 years already, and looking forward to this one as much as I did the first one. We should have a, a really good playoff run in front of us, I think. One of these years we'll figure it out. I would hope so. I hope so. I don't know. Does it take another decade? I don't know. I, let's hope not. <laughs> Over the last 11 years, we have seen our broadcast team grow in size and develop into the highly technical crew that it is today. And one of those pieces would certainly be our director of sports information, Doug Cole. Since the 2013 season, Doug has traveled all the way from Livonia, Michigan to handle all of our real-time offensive and defensive stats for us. And folks, when we say Doug Cole is a trooper, that is an understatement. I wish you could see what we saw last week. Last week in Bad Axe, Doug was sitting perpendicular to the field in the second row in the booth, behind me, which I make a better door than a window, and behind a wall and still managed to be exact with all of our real-time stats throughout the entire night. Doug, you're still in the second row tonight, but at least you'll have a little bit of a view of the field here in Upley. Yes, that's going to help, but uh, you, Dave, and Dan did a great job broadcasting the game, and it helped out a lot. Well, you still do a great job, but, uh, you know, the anticipation's killing us. Where did you stop on the way up today? Uh, I stopped at the same spot I did uh, last time we were in Upley. That's it a was, good sign. Uh, yep, Angelina's, and I uh, had uh, salmon uh, with a Caesar salad. You know, i got to say, you've been just expanding your, your repertoire with what you've been eating this week. So how was the salmon? Salmon was delicious. It was good. The salad was great, and... Uh, couldn't ask for more. Does it get the Doug Cole seal of approval? Oh, for sure. Oh, thank goodness. So Doug Dining with Doug can continue for another week as Doug Cole travels the countryside to our area games, finds the local watering holes, and gives it the Doug Cole seal of approval when deemed appropriate. And the final member of our team is our director of visual data, Dan Benke, who is our spotter. If you ever wonder how much of an impact Dan has on our broadcast, imagine the difference of performance between a Ferrari 250 GT and a Volkswagen Beetle. Dan Banky would be the equivalent of our V12 turbocharged engine, which enables a real-life heads-up display for us during the game. Dan, it's good to see you here. <laughs> hey, I'm here this week. Uh, I heard all week that Clark does name drops me. I'm not even in helping you guys, so I am here. Oh. I don't get on radio, but I am here every week helping these guys out, and glad to be here. Well, I, I could save a few breaths if, if you're actually <laughs> yeah. not here, but I, I know we would not be saving our breaths. Right. No, yeah. we are very thankful you are here because it, it can get quite dicey when you're not. Well, we learned that the hard way with those pink jerseys of Vanex two weeks ago. Yeah, we're still going with that. We're blaming the jerseys still, right? Yes. Forever. <laughs> yes, well, that's, that's, that's our story. We're sticking to it, Your Honor. And tonight, the road to Ford Field begins in Harbor Beach and Ubley are duking it out for what continued chance at the grand prize, which is a state championship. The Division 8 playoffs are on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. When we return, we'll have our media roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network, your home for high school football.
You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. Listen to this WLW Sports Network in more ways than ever before. Sorry, my spotter threw me off there. Listen on Sports Radio 1021. Download the Cruise 102 up in your Apple or Android device. Listen live and worldwide at WLWSports.com. And also listen now in replay form at WLWSports.com. Click on the Replays tab or wherever you get your podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere in between. We are there. It's now time for the Media Roundtable presented by Thompson Chevrolet of Ubley. If you're looking for the latest models from Chevrolet, look no further than Thompson Chevrolet at the north end of Ubley. Find new roads. Join me tonight from the Heron County View in the flesh, the Ed Orgeron of the Media Roundtable, Paul P. Adams. <laughs> Our in-game analyst for WLW Sports, Dave Hansen. The top spotter west of US 131, Dan Banky, And our back-to-back Media Roundtable champion, Director of Sports Information, Doug Cool. Through the end of the broadcast season, we keep score of our game's predictions, and when that time comes, we will deem a media roundtable winner. Last week, it came down to the bitter end and saw Dave Hansen pick up his fourth win of the season. So now it's Dave Hansen with four wins, Doug Cole and Paul P. Adams each with two, Clark Ramsey one, and then Dan Banky still looking for his first win of the year. And Dan, I guess it helps if you actually show up to the games. Yes, yes, uh, that will help. Uh, also, I see it in Vegas odds. Uh, the prediction, the, will the Lions get a first win or will I? Oh. We don't know what's probably. Oh. Maybe go with the Lions. <laughs> Give yourself some credit. But we'll see. <laughs> and I know Paul P. Adams has just been sitting there with two wins. You won the first two in won the, the first season. Two and, uh, nothing since. Hey, you know what? It was a long playoff run. <laughs> just setting you guys up for some drama. Just took Doug and I a couple weeks to get warmed up. That's all. Uh, we got him right where we want him to be. Yep. All right, so how it works. Each meter representative picks a winner and a final score for tonight's feature game of the WLW Sports Network. The winner is deemed by selecting the winning team and by having the most accurate point differential. If no one selects the correct winner, then I, Clark Ramsey, will graciously accept the victory for the week. Since Dave won last week, he will go last in tonight's order as Dan Banky still leading off, followed by Paul P. Adams, Doug Cole, and then last week's winner, Dave Hansen. Dan Banky, the tea is yours. I'm uh, getting used to going first here, finally, so... Uh, uh, I think it's going to be a good game. I believe Aubrey is going to be a little, little too much here, especially on a rainy conditions. Harbeach might struggle passing the ball, and uh, Harbeach also struggles against the run, and uh, we've seen that all year against uh, teams that run the trap. So I'm going to go with Aubrey 44, Harbor Beach 17. 44 to 17, a 27 point victory in favor of the LB Bearcats for Dan Bankier Spotter going for win number one of the season. Paul Pietro. Go big or go home, Dan. <laughs> Holy cow. I am not going that big. Um, last last time these teams met, I think that was an anomaly. There's no way we're going to see 50 to 33. Um, I do think Ubley is a bit too much, but I will caution everybody on this panel to, to go back to two years ago. Uh, Scenario was, Harvard Beach came over here, soundly beat Ubley. Ubley in the playoffs went over to Harvard Beach and and really took it to the Pirates. That that scenario is capable here. I just don't have the guts to pick it, unfortunately. I'm going to go with the Ubley, um, 38, Harvard Beach, 22. 38 to 22, a 16-point victory for the Ubley Bearcats. Something tells me I'm going to be stuck in the middle of something here. <laughs> well, Paul Pianos, if you don't have the guts to do it, that's why you're the Ed Orgeron of this yes. uh, meeting on the table. <laughs> Doug Cole. You know, uh, you just never know with rivalry games and you know, especially with these weather conditions. But I think Ubley's kind of found a uh, new weapon out of the backfield with uh, Logan Mueller. So, and I, I just think, uh, like Paul and Dan said, I think uh, Ubley's just going to be a little too much for Harbor Beach. I think Harbor Beach will battle. But I got the, uh, the Bearcats winning this one 32-20. 32-20. to 20. 
I'll leave my 12 points for Doug Cole and Paul P. Adams feels the walls falling in on him already. Let's see. Day by 18. All right. Dave Hanson, <laughs> last week's winner. Go ahead. Oh, boy. Well, uh, I definitely uh, had my had a number in mind, but you guys have it completely surrounded, so I'm going to make wing this on the fly a little bit here. I, I love what Harbor Beach can do on offense. I, I love what Tanton Babcock does. I love what Luke Woodkey does. Um, but they're, they're a two-man wrecking crew, and I think uh, – if Coach Sweeney is anything like uh, Coach Sweeney before him and Coach Kaufman, they'll find a way to slow one. As long as one of those are slowed down, I think Ubley uh, will handle things no problem at all. I just uh, I was not happy with the way the Bearcats played last week. 70-some yards in the first half has me really concerned. I think that was a wake-up call. I think that was a true playoff game for them. I think they've learned. I think this team is capable of making a run to Ford Field. I don't know if they can do the whole thing, but I think they can run the whole way. But it's going to start with the running game. They're going to have to do a really good job of making sure that they take care of the football in these conditions. I don't think Hard Beach can stop the run. So I'm, I'm going big. I'm going to go the big over. So give me wow. uh, give me Ubley uh, with 50. I don't even have the number written down. Give me Ubley by 28. How about that? <laughs> Ubley by 28. Maybe <laughs> big scores 50. Wow. <laughs> so Dave Hansen taking Ubley 50 to 22 there by 28 points. So the experts have spoken in all four taking Ubley. And so we have Doug Cole on the low end at 32 to 20 and Bearcat victory by 12. Paul P. Adams, it was 16 points, 38 to 22 for the Bearcats. And then Dan Banky taking Ubley 44 to 17, a 27 point victory. And then Dave Hansen taking Ubley 50 to 22 by 28 points. Well, by all, default. all I can say, folks, to the ones that are listening right now, these picks are made strategically. Don't take oh, it personally. Oh, that's what you say every week. <laughs> Don't oh. take it personally. Oh, my goodness. I've seen on Facebook for the last couple of weeks, everybody thinks that the, Don't make our me picks mute you. have some bearing on the game. No. Don't Relax. make me mute you. And to be truthful, I like three scores, but that's exactly where everybody is. So I, I, have, to, I have to separate myself. All right. Let's take a look at other area games going on, and we'll start out in the eight-player Division One. These will be the larger schools of, of eight-player football. And this game is actually taking some place tomorrow saturday at 2 p.m you know not like anything's going on tomorrow and deckerville hosting britain deerfield both teams eight and one deckerville started the season out eight and no but lost last week to morris 60 to 18 i admit i have nothing on britain deerfield uh deckerville still a really good team playing at home even if it's on a Saturday, I'll go with the Eagles in this one. I wish I knew a little bit more about Deerfield. I, I think they're a pretty tough team from what uh, we've read a little bit, but I gotta like, they're coming over to Deckerville. i got to believe that they're going to be shell-shocked a little bit by how physical that the Eagles play. I think it'll be a very close game, but I'm rooting for the Eagles in this one. And it, uh, frankly, I don't think it really matters a whole lot as awaiting on the other side of the bracket would be the, no, uh, the number one seed of Adrian Lenaway Christian at 9-0 and last year's Division One champion hosting Vesterberg. In Division Two, eight-player football. These are the smaller schools. The Pack Pirates on the road up at Augre across the bay, taking on the 9-0 Augre Sim Wolverines. Pack beat Ashley to end a three-game skid. After starting out the season 5-0, they enter tonight at 6-3. Yeah, it's, it's uh, a long trip. Um, Peck, uh, they've been kind of beat up a little bit. I think Augre Sims is just going to be too much uh, in this game, but, uh, you know, Augre Sims has given up a lot of points. Uh, Peck can score a lot of points, but uh, I just don't I don't don't see it happening. And I think Augre Sims can score a lot of points too, so I'll take uh, I'll take Augre Sims as well. On the other side of that bracket, Sacred Heart of Mount Pleasant 
taking place tonight in Kindy as they take on the North Huron Warriors with a perfect 9-0. and They're trying to make it back-to-back state semifinals for the second straight year for the North Huron Warriors. Sacred Heart lost to the Warriors back in week number three, 36-14. Their only two losses, Deckerville and North Huron. Should be noted, though, in that game, uh, 36-14, North Huron was down 14-6 at halftime in that game, so put together a fantastic second half. Uh, and Mount Pleasant has some key players back. With that said, I just think too much of North Huron's ground game. I know you guys haven't seen them, but this this is a four-headed monster on the ground. They want to control the ball, punish you, and I think they're going to be able to do that and, and really ground and grind Mount Pleasant to a pulp. Uh, give me give me the Warriors in this one. We did see Sacred Heart, and we thought they had a, a higher power passing game. It was a little more gimmicky than I like, a little more of shovel passes and, and spread you out just to try to run it up the middle. I think North Huron will handle that just fine. I know they, Sacred Heart has their playmakers back, but North Huron's been too good of a story. I think they go to 10-0 and this year. You know, Paul P. Adams, you up on this 10-inch platform behind you. I can't decide if you look like Teddy Roosevelt on the stump speech <laughs> or Harold Hill from the Music Man. Oh, you got trouble here in River City. All right, moving along. I'm almost looking to you eye, eye to eye, almost, so that's good. Almost. If you watched the Formula 1 United States Grand Prix last week, Shaq uh, gave the trophies out to the winners of the Formula 1. Shaq was still taller than all of them, <laughs> with them being on a three-foot podium. All right, on the other side of that bracket in Region 4 would be Climax Scots and Morris. Morris, of course, the reigning champion in Division 2 of last year, the largest school in Division 2 of 8-player football, and Colin in Portland St. Patrick. So quite some names there in Division 2 of 8-player football. Yeah, quick picks there. Morris, I think they're... They're the odds-on favorite to get to the state championship. They're going to face Powers North. That's my my uh, prediction there. And uh, Portland St. Patrick has proven to be a powerhouse. Very good program, uh, Portland St. Patrick over Colin. That's a pretty good uh, division here to, to follow if you're watching. I think Climax Scotts uh, is a good team as well. They'll probably get fed to the Wolves right away. But I think Portland St. Patrick and Morris will make for a really nice matchup next week. And one note, Climax Scotts. Remember Tyler Langs from USA, the former head coach there? Well, that's his father of the head coach for years at Climax Scotts. In 11-player football, Division 7 football, the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers on the road at 7-2. On to the Reese Rockets, fellow GTCW. Uh, foe there, Lakers rolling since losing to Reese 27-18 three weeks ago. They beat Banax and Tawas with a combined score of 89-40. Reese squeaked out a win over Sandusky last week, 35-32, and they allowed 395 rushing yards to Sandusky. That game scares me. Rushing is not uh, re, uh, Lakers' forte, so That's to speak. True. But I really do believe that Lakers found themselves in that game against Bad X. That was a character game for them. And then they just opened it up against Tawas. I'm going with the Lakers. I think they have momentum. That game last week against uh, uh, Reese barely squeaking by Sandusky really opened some eyes. Give me the Lakers in the rematch in this one. And that first time around was much closer than that score indicated. That is true. This whole district, I think, is a complete coin toss. I have no idea who's coming out of this district. Uh, I thought I was going to be one to surprise everybody. I like the Lakers also. I think uh, they've finally put things together. They played four quarters against Bad Axe. I know they, they had Reese in their sights, and I think this time around they're going to be highly motivated. The, the Reese team, to me, I saw too many individual players. I didn't see a team unity, too many individuals that wanted to be the the guy, but there was no, no team camaraderie at all. I think Lakers can handle that and move on to the next round. And I'd like to say if there's – I mean, of course, it's raining everywhere, and it affects every team the same way. But if there's ever a team that affects the passing game the most, I would say it's the Reese Rockets. 
No question about it. That's a great point. I mean, we're going to see a team that really likes to throw the ball here in front of us in a little bit. But the well, Reese Rockets, for sure, And that's that a good team. point because two weeks ago it was raining probably similar to this over in Bad Axe. Lakers had no trouble throwing the ball against uh, Bad Axe. Well, and Harvard Beach is used to some Lake Effect snow in their preseason warm-up camps <laughs> right. as well. On the other side of the <laughs> district, District 2 and Region 2, the Bad Axe Hatchets on the road at 7-2. and two. On the road at 5-4 and four, Hemlock based off points. The Huskies won three of their last four games to make it into the playoffs. They lost 35-34 to 34 last week to Swan Valley. Bad Axe has lost their last two games to Lakers and Ubley. Pretty banged up. We're hearing lots of injuries from the Bad Axe Hatchets. Might be a little tough sledding, though. Yeah, the injuries are are the key for me in this game. Uh, I'm going to go with Hemlock. I just, you know, three weeks ago, wouldn't even have thought twice about picking Bad Axe in this game. But the injuries and just uh, uh, lack of momentum. Uh, Bad Axe has just kind of lost itself here in the last two weeks. Maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I'm going to go with Hemlock in this game. I'm going to stick with the Hatchets one more week. I, I just, I still think that team is, is physical enough. Jake McPhee is a big body that's going to get a bigger impact on the offensive side. I think they're going to ask Keaton Brown to do a little more, even through the air. That he can't let that pick six bother him. You have to go back to the well. Uh, we saw even in, in crunch time where he just heaved it downfield and let McPhee go get it. And I, I think there's some scenarios where they are still going to be bigger than than Hemlock, and they can still move move the chains and stay on the field. I think Badax sneaks away with the win here. And I think we should have sent Dan Benke over to be in Badax's booth tonight to decipher all the codes and play calls from Hemlock like we did against uh, Cass City last year. <laughs> all right, on to the Region 2, District 1. This is the other side. You have just, oh, just a few teams here. Ithaca, Poamo, Westphalia, New Lothrop, and Montrose awaiting the winner of the District of Lakers, Reese, Badax, and Hemlock. In Division 8, of course, the game of the week here, Harbor Beach and Ubley. On the other side of this district would be Cassidy, the three seed, at Marlette, the two seed. Cassidy, after a one and four start, they won four, their last four games to enter the playoffs at five and four, and they shut out in their last two games on defense. Marlette, their first playoff home game since 2014, and they lost that game to Cassidy in 2014, Cass- 14 to eight. And Cassidy has absolutely found itself, found its identity. Ground and pound, running the wing tee, maybe only second best to what we see here with the Bearcats, and, and there could be an argument made for that. I mean, Cassidy runs that wing tee uh, to perfection. They, you you got to give a tip of the hat to Coach Cuthrell and the players over there. I mean, they had nothing going. I saw them week two get absolutely dismantled by Bad Axe, 42 to nothing, and they, they found a way. And now they are a road favorite against Marlette, in my opinion. They're going to win this game, and they have a really good look to win this district. Cass City's legit. Don't be fooled by that record at all. This team can win this district. No, they, they've got to be one of the hottest teams around <clears throat> that we cover, and that running game has been second to none. And they're going to run right over Marlette. With this weather, Marlette wants to throw the football 30 times a game. It's just not going to happen. Uh, that Cass City defense on the other side has really stepped it up. I just I just don't see Marlette scoring any points in this type of condition. Cass City moves on to face the winner of this game. And the extras have spoken for the game of the week here, Harbor Beach at Ubley in the 72nd edition of the Backyard Brawl. All four taking Ubley. Doug Cole taking Ubley by 12 points. Paul P. Adams taking Ubley by 16 points. Dan Banking taking the Ubley by 27 points. And Dave Hansen taking Ubley 50 to 22 by 28 points. It's time for a short break. When we return, we'll take a look at the away team tonight, the Harbor Beach Pirates, and your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network.
You're listening to W at LW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Bank with your call tonight in the 72nd edition of the Backyard Brawl in the postseason for the Harbor Beach Pirates on the road against the Ugly Bearcats. If you are 56 years old and have lived in Harbor Beach your entire life, you have been witness to just two head football coaches in your entire life. If you're under the age of 25, you've had only one commander-in-chief of the football program for the Pirates. Longevity is one of the strengths of both squads tonight, especially the Harbor Beach Pirates. Jack Dillon took the reins of the football team in 1965 and led the Orange and Black all the way through 1996 season. In the process, Jack Dillon accumulated 16 conference championships in one appearance in the state championship. Through the years, he grew a wide pedigree of disciples, including his protege, which took over the program after his retirement in 1997 of Troy Shelke. That's right. And since 1997, 25 years at the helm, he's got 180 and 84 win-loss ratio, winning 68% of those games, 10 conference titles, 7 district titles, 5 regional titles, 5 appearances in the semifinals, and an all-important state championship ring back in 2012 and eight seasons with 10 or more wins since 2007. After being a player for Dillon, Troy Shelke went on to play football at Alma College at the quarterback position. Upon his return to Harbor Beach, Shelke has groomed a number of play callers through the years, including all types with Chris Mazoff, Dave Canal, Luke Lynn, Darren Esmager, Tom Sorensen, Eli Kraft, Josh Shelke, Brady Kirsch, James Shelke, Dylan Kadar, and now Tanton Babcock, who has thrown for nearly 1,300 yards in nine games. That's right. Just a junior is Tanton Babcock. Plays defensive back as well. He's 54 of 99 passing. He's got just shy of 1,300 yards and 17 TDs and just four picks. He's also carried the ball 67 times for almost 500 yards, averaging seven yards a carry, and has seven touchdowns rushing also on the season. Earlier in the year, he was 15 of 27. He did have two of those picks. And but 360 yards and three scores. He also added 90 yards on the ground and another touchdown. Hence why we saw 83 points between the two teams in that game. Only one team in the conference has accumulated more yards when combining their rushing and passing games in Harbor Beach. Surprisingly, that would be the Marlette Red Raiders. Of Harbor Beach's 3,200 yards, 1,300 have come through the air with just under 2,000 yards on the ground. Leading the rushing attack would be senior Luke Woodkey. Yeah, Luke Woodkey's been the, the workhorse, the heartbeat of this team. 100 carries on the year, 800 yards, 11 touchdowns. That's third most in the GTC. Obviously averaging 8 yards a carry. He had 10 carries for just 29 yards, but a touchdown against probably the first time around. And the other guy that we've been looking for that second back in Harbor Beach, the leading guy right now is Caden Boynton. He is a senior, 38 carries, 260 yards, and 5 touchdowns. He's going to be a guy that's going to have to make an impact Unless it's somebody else. Somebody else indeed. And Harbor Beach has five different receivers with catches this season, three of them over the century mark. No surprise, Babcock's favorite target is Luke Woodkey, followed closely by Jace Knoblock and then Matt Farmer. Yeah, we could talk about Luke Woodkey all day long. He's got 18 catches, 500 yards, and another eight scores, averaging 28 yards of completion. Uh, I mentioned he only had 10 carries for 29 yards in this game last time. He also had seven receptions for 140 yards and two scores through the air. But I, I really like what I've been seeing lately out of Jace Knoblock. I think that could be the guy that could make an impact in this game for the Pirates. Uh, 6'3", 190-pound junior, plays defensive end on the other side of the ball. He's got 24 catches, 400 yards, and five touchdowns. And quietly, Matt Farmer has had eight catches that have gone for two scores on the season as well. On defense, Harbor Beach is allowing 18 points per game, the conference's fifth-best mark, while the Ubley boasts the conference's second-best defense. It's the first week of the postseason, and it's a rematch of the backyard brawl right here 
here on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, Harbor Beach at Ubley. In the Greater Thumb Conference, the Cassidy Redhawks hold the current record for consecutive playoff appearances with nine straight years. There's just one team who has made the last eight playoffs, and that would be the Ugly Bearcats. But since 2001, no one holds a record quite like the Bearcats, having made the playoffs 19 times in the last 21 years, missing the postseason in only 2013 and 14. Eric Sweeney is the current leader of the Ugly Bearcat football program, currently in his second year with an overall record of just 18-3, and three, taking the team all the way to the state championship in his very first year at the helm. That's right. He took over for Bill Sweeney at the end of 2019, and all their coaches have fall under the Jerry Herp uh, coaching tree. You mentioned Eric Sweeney, Jim Becker, Dave Kaufman, Bill Sweeney. Uh, remember Jerry Herp coached for 28 years. Uh, he started in 1963, did 10 seasons, took a little hiatus, this was back in 84 till the year 2000. He's 140 and 108, won 10 league titles, and was put in the Hall of Fame in 1999. Eric Sweeney is the winningest Ubley coach through their first 21 games in school history. Since Sweeney took over the program, Eric Sweeney, that is, he's had the same starting quarterback, making his 22nd start as the play caller for the Ubley program and is just a sophomore. His name, Evan Peruski. Yeah, Evan Peruski, he is a stud, and he's got a bright future ahead of him. 5'11", 170 pounds, plays some defensive back. He's got 79 carries for 700 yards and 12 touchdowns, averaging 9 yards a carry. That's seventh most in the Greater Thumb Conference. Passing, he's just 13 of 22, completing 59% of his passes. He does have an interception, but 375 yards and six TDs to boot. Uh, He actually hasn't completed a pass since week six. And against Harbor Beach the first time around, he had 60 yards on the ground, a couple scores, and he only completed one pass. He did have a pick in that game, but that pass went for 41 yards. So look for them to utilize that a couple times tonight, even with the weather the way it is. No one in the Greer Conference has run the ball for more yards than the Ugly Bearcats. As a team, the Orange and Black of M19 have run the ball 305 times over the last nine weeks. In eight games, they had one forfeit in there for a total of 2,559 yards in 41 scores. That comes out to an average of 320 yards per game, gaining 8.5 yards every time they carry the ball. Not bad numbers, especially when considering they run out of the wing T offense. But as a result, they are the most productive offense in the entire conference. Lean the rushing attack would be junior Mark Heilig. Absolutely right. Mark Heilig takes over in that position that Carson Haleski held down last year, that middle backer in the wing T. He's been their leading rusher. He's been their most explosive back, 70 carries on the year, 700 yards, 10 touchdowns. Logan Mueller's had a really nice year for him as well, 39 carries, averaging 10 yards a carry. He's got six TDs as well. And Colin Oberski is kind of the bruiser back. He has another 55 carries on the year for just 300 yards, but another eight TDs for this offense as well. The Ugly Bearcats started out the first five weeks of the season throwing 15 passes, connecting on 12 of them, an impressive 80% clip. Their air production numbers have slowed since week number six, but mostly because they haven't had to rely on the passing game very much. 
Evan Bruski's favorite target would be his tight end senior, Kyle Sweeney, as well as Kyle Nabruski leaking out of the backfield. No doubt about it, but Kyle Sweeney in the tight end has always been an important position for, for this wing T offense here at Albany. They've always been the leading receivers, and Kyle Sweeney's that prototypical guy, 6'1", 175 pound, and he just he chip blocks and then slips out of the backfield. He's got seven catches, 250 yards, and he's got three touchdowns. But when he catches the ball, it's an impact play. 36 yards a catch is what he averages throw in uh, three catches from Colin Oberski and another three from Matt Brandle and a couple TDs for him as well. Defensively, it does not get much better than the Ubley Bearcats. Through nine games, they are allowing just 13 points a game. The conference's second best, just a point behind Badax, the team they shut down in the second half of last week's game. And last week specifically, you, you had you couldn't go too long without hearing Aiden Makoviak or Candon Peruski, both underclassmen, Makoviak being a junior, Peruski being just a sophomore, 60 63 tackles from Makoviak on the air. He's got two defensive touchdowns. Cannon Peruski, another 41 tackles, a linebacker, and he has only got better as the season goes on. And as if those guys can play well in the middle of that defense, this team will be very tough to stop for anybody they meet in this playoff run. We are 13 minutes away from kicking off the postseason with Ubley and Harbor Beach. Keep it locked on. Your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anchor Valley Services. You're listening to the WNLW Sports Network. Clark Ramsey, Dave Hanson, Doug Cole, and Dan Banky with your call tonight from Ubley, Michigan. As the crow flies, just 16 and a half miles separate Harbor Beach and Ubley. For those making the trip to tonight's game from Harbor Beach, it's a 20 mile, 21 mile journey taking about 24 minutes west on M142, south on M19, past Thompson Chevrolet, and turn left onto Union Street. Tonight features the two small schools in the Greater Thumb Conference. Ubley is the smallest with just 170 students in high school. A reduction of 08 over last year. Harbor Beach is the second smallest in the GTC with 208 enrolled, but increased by two students from the previous years. So school size, it goes in favor of the Pirates, 38 students. Tonight marks the 72nd time since 1952 that the Pirates and Bearcats have met on the gridiron in the fifth time in the playoffs for the last five years. The Pirates lead the overall series 50-21. to In the last 10 matchups, it's Harbor Beach with six wins, Ubley at four, but winning two of the last three games. The average score in the last 10 matchups is in favor of the Bearcats, 30-24. to This year, Ubley is averaging 44.8 on offense, the best in the Gritham Conference. Harbor Beach is posting 36.9, the third best of the 14 GTC teams. So on offense, it's Ubley by 7.9 points. In the regular season meeting between Ubley and Harbor Beach, it was an offensive shootout with an 83 combined points between the two squads. Despite that, both the Pirates and Bearcats boast top five defenses. Harbor Beach at number five, giving up an average of 18.2. Ubley at number two with 12.9. So on defense, in favor of the home team, the Ubley Bearcats by 5.3 points. Las Vegas has set their line for the game in their confident line unless it's wrong. Our colleagues at the Ohio State University and Mark Zuckerberg, Meta Sports Wagering Department, said after factoring in all possibilities, stats, injuries, weather, and location, the spread for tonight's game sits at Ubley, 14.5 points. Today is the 302nd day of the year, meaning there's just 63 days until New Year's Eve and that party at Dan Banky's. We'd like to say hello to all of our listeners tuning in tonight, whether you're currently on your way to the game, heading home from work, still out in the fields, or perhaps on your way to the airport. 
Which, Dave, that leads me to this week's trivia question. In one of our favorite topics, Great Lakes shipping. Are you ready for this one, Dave? Uh, as ready as I'll ever be. Well, Let's I, do it. I'll, fair warning, I had another set of trivia questions ready to go. I threw it out and brought in Great Lakes shipping for you. It was 69 years ago that the Arthur M. Anderson was launched by the American Shipbuilding Company in Lorraine, Ohio in 1952, in case you didn't know, Dave. The 767-foot freighter has been cruising the Great Lakes for nearly every shipping season, with the exception of two, ever since, and she's one of the more famous freighters on the Great Lakes. Dave, my first question to you is, what is the Arthur M. Anderson most known for? The Arthur M. Anderson is most known for um, being one of the last freighters to talk to the Edmund Fitzgerald. John H. McCoy would be very proud of you right now. Yes, indeed. Correct. During that famed November 10th, 1975 storm, the Anderson and Fitzgerald agreed to sail together across Lake Superior to stay in radar in radio contact. The Anderson lost sight of the Fitzgerald's lights in a squall, and shortly after, the, she no longer could be found on its radar. The Arthur M. Anderson assisted in the search for the Fitzgerald before continuing her run down to Gary, Indiana, with 26,500 tons of iron ore, which at the time was considered one of the larger loads on the lakes. Fast forward 46 years, and the largest freighter on the Great Lakes today is the Paul R. Chagurtha at 1,013 feet, with a much larger tonnage. Dave, how much tonnage can the Paul R. Chagurtha carry? Uh, well, I should be asking Doug Cole these for the record. You, but could, yes. you could be, and I, I still don't get a phone a friend here, but I'll, I'll double it and say that they can carry 52,000 tons. I'll raise that a little bit more to 68,000 long tons. Not a short ton, a long ton. Known as the Queen of the Lakes, the Paul Archagurtha was christened in 1981. Altogether, there are 13,000 footers cruising the Great Lakes. The Chagurtha was actually the last Great Lakes vessel to be built at the American Shipbuilding Company in Lorraine, Ohio. This week marked, marked a rather historical moment, in fact, for the Great Lakes shipping. For the first time in over 35 years, a new U.S. flag Great Lakes bulk carrier was floated in Sturgeon Bay, Wisconsin. The new Mark W. Baker is 639 feet long and will have just one propeller, yet still have a top speed in excess of 15 miles per hour. Dave, my final question to you tonight is, what is the diameter of the single-screw Kongsberg propeller on the Mark W. Barker? <laughs> Uh, I, and I I'll give you a, a hint. It's built in Norway. Oh, that does not help me no, anyway. It's worth a shot. I will go with uh, 15 feet. Well, for folks, if you're ever feeling small, go ahead and stand next to a propeller of a freighter. On the Barker, it will be 18 feet wide. The Barker will be ready for service next year and will have 7,800 horsepower disposal, all being pushed forward through that single 18-foot wide propeller, which was built in Norway. And sp speaking of pushing the pile forward, Dave, what are your three keys to tonight's game? I think we're going to see a lot of that tonight, Clark. And let's, so let's start with the, the home team, the Ugly Bearcats. They have two main objectives this evening, and that is to stop the two playmakers of the Harbor Beach Pirates. If you can slow down them or at least take one of them out of play, this team is extremely beatable. For Harbor Beach, <clears throat> they have to battle at the line. They have been pushed around on defense for far too long. They're going to try to make changes. They're going to put more guys on the line. They're going to send more linebackers to try to stop the run. I don't know if they are able to do that, but if they're going to stay in this game and maybe win, <clears throat> winning in the trenches, especially on defense, is a must. And for the last one, with this weather, they're going to have to grind out drives. Holding on to the football is going to be crucial tonight. So taking care of that football with two hands, not worrying about the extra yards, is going to be key for both teams this evening. 
Current conditions in Alton, Michigan are 52 degrees with showers this evening. They're calling for a 48% chance of rain this evening. We seem to be on that side of the percentage so far. Winds are the east-northeast at 10 miles per hour and gusting up to 12 miles per hour. Visibility is at 4 miles. Barometric pressure is dropping at 29.64 inches. And the dew point is at 50 degrees. It feels like it's 48 degrees now. Humidity is at 99%. Sunset at 627 tonight. And we're currently in a waning crescent moon phase. So I think it's safe to say it's a beautiful night for football. Sunrise this morning was at 8.06 a.m. Sunset at 6.27. So on October 29th, we had 10 hours and 21 minutes of daylight. We have lost 3 hours and 8 minutes of daylight since our first broadcast this season. Hover Beach won the toss, elected to defer, so Ali will start out on offense. And your officials tonight, Nate Rose, your referee in the white camp. Your umpire is Kevin Crampton, head linesman Jeff Saluka, line judge is Mike Fick, and your back judge is Bill James. Now we listen in to PA announcer Rick Glazer here in Ubley with our national anthem and all the festivities. Please rise and turn your attention to the north end zone and our nation's flag. Civilian gentlemen, please remove your hats. All veterans, we encourage you to render the appropriate salute. And everyone able, please stand at attention, placing your hand over your heart as we pay tribute to our country with a performance of the Star-Spangled Banner. Like we said, the Ugly Bearcats uh, actually did not win the coin toss. However, Beach won the toss, elected to defer, so Ugly will start out on offense. Let's take you through those offensive starters. At quarterback, like we said, the sophomore, Evan Peruski. In the backfield, in the T formation, you have number 14, Logan Mueller, the star of last week. At fullback, number 27, Mark Heiliga Jr. And your third back, a senior, number 47, Kyle Nabrski, a 6'1", 180-pound senior. On the line at center, number 50, Cameron Ferris, a 6'2", 185-pound junior. At left guard, number 57, also plays linebacker, leading tackler on this team on defense, Aiden Makoviak, at 5'10", 165-pound junior. At right guard, number 68, Parker Peruski, a 6'170", pound junior. At left tackle, number 76, Mitchell Foote, 6'3", 215 pounds, and just a sophomore. And your right tackle, Number 77, Ethan Gillig, a 6'2", 195-pound senior. Your tight ends, Matt Brandle, number 2, a senior, 5'11", 155 pounds. And your other tight end, Kyle Sweeney, who seems to be on the squad for about 17 years now of eligibility, at 6'1", 180 pounds, and a senior. 
Dave Hansen, any initial thoughts here as I reach lining things up to kick off on the left side of your radio? Uh, just This is always a, a great battle to watch. No matter what's, what the records are, you can throw it out a second time around. you got, as experienced veteran coaches, you're going to find, I know Eric Sweeney's only a second year, but his staff is as elite and veteran as you get in this area and match that up against the likes of Coach Schelke, and uh, you're usually in for a, a dandy of a football game. Deep back for the LB Bearcats, their quarterback, also their long snapper, also their free safety, number 10, Evan Bruski, the sophomore. Kicking things off for the Harbor Beach Pirates would be the equivalent of Evan Bruski, the man who does it all for the Pirates. Number six, Luke Woodkey, a halfback, outside linebacker, wide receiver, and the kicker is 6'1", 185-pound senior. Our Beach in their road white uniforms, black pants, traditional white helmets with black face masks. Ugly in all black with orange numbers, white outline is a booming kick with the wind at his back for Luke Woodkey and it bounces at the three-yard line into the end zone for a touchback. So the Ugly Bearcats will start their first drive out with 12 minutes on the clock at their own 20-yard line. Yeah, that's a good start for the special teams of, of Harbor Beach. Boot that thing out of the back of the end zone. Don't allow those special teamers to make a big return and set the tone early in this game. And that allows their defense to have a lot of room behind them to make to try to make some plays. But because we know the Ugly offense, they can certainly uh, they can score in a hurry or they can have eight, nine, 10-minute drives if they feel that's the best way to beat you. Three men backfield, Peruski under center, right to left cross, you're ready, the home black uniforms of the Ugly Bearcats. Peruski, Heilig, and Mueller in the backfield, and it's a handoff to number 14, Logan Mueller. Tackle made by number 74, Grant Smiglinski, defensive end, 6'4", 235-pound senior defenseman for the High Reach Pirates after no gain, still at the 20-yard line. And we got to see... Logan Mueller really have a fantastic football game last week in Bad X, and that was the exact play that they basically beat the Hatchets with last week as that come right through and attack that left defensive end, and there was no room to run there as Grant McGlinsky completely shut the door and stopped that play right where it started at the line of scrimmage. There's the snap and another handoff. This is a quarterback keeper, actually, Evan Brewster, run the left side. He breaks out one tackle. He has the first down, down to the 40 to midfield. He has no one in front of him. Down, Evan Brewski at the 30, the 20, the 10. Touchdown, Ubley. From 80 yards out, Evan Peruski on the quarterback keeper around right the left end scampers in for the first score of the night. And just 49 seconds into this ball game, it is the Ubley Bearcats leading by a touchdown. It is Ubley six, Harbor Beach nothing. Uh, it just just like that, uh, looks like the Harbor Beach defense is ready to stop the run tonight, compete in the trenches, and they go right to Peruski to keep it around the outside. Normally they work that play in later in the half, later in the quarter. They go to it on play number two. He sheds an arm tackle, and it's nothing but a sprint after that that he wins down the left sideline, and this home crowd is crazy, and a first score of the night goes to the Bearcats. Coming out with the extra point, Brett Mueller. The kick is up. It is good. Through the uprights, it is 7-0. The Ugly Bearcats lead the Harbor Beach Pirates with 11-11 left in the first quarter right here on the WNW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Rep Mueller's kick into the wind. Bounces at the goal line into the end zone for a touchback, so Harbor Beach will start at their own 20-yard line. Trailing 7-0 to the Ilby Bearcats as they march down the field in just two plays. Evan Bruski had an 80-yard score on the keeper on the left end. Brett Mueller with the PAT makes it 7-0. I'll be leading the Harbor Beach Pirates with 11-11 left in the first quarter. Harbor Reach coming out in the T formation. Three men in the backfield. 
That would be number two, Jacob Booms. Number 55, Shea Woodkey, as well as his older brother, number six, Luke Woodkey. Tan Babcock under center on the left side of the radio. Delayed handoff. Quarterback or, Luke Woodkey has the handoff. He has the first down. He gets out for 11 yards when they needed 10 for the first down. Tackle made by Mark Hiley out of the secondary for the Bearcats. 11-yard gain, first and 10 for the Bear, Harbor Beach Pirates. Yeah, and that's a, that's a good recovery play there for the Harbor Beach. A nice run play. You always worry when they come out of the tee, they've They've had, they haven't had success for two big reasons, is they've gotten beat in the line of scrimmage, and they only have one back that they trust to make a play. There hasn't been anybody that stepped up. So if you're the Bearcats and you see this offense, you've got to know where 14 is and you've got to know where 6, and Luke Woodkey gets slips away early for a quick 10 yards. Babcock gets the snap. Another handoff to Luke Woodkey. He has room to run, breaks out his first tackle, and drags his defender across the 35 out to the 36-yard line. Mark Heilig with his second straight tackle after a four-yard gain. Second down, six to come for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Exact same place. You see Harbor Beach in the tee. Luke Woodkey is going to be on the right side over the top of the shoulder. Tanton Babcock and that delayed handoff. You see three fakes, and eventually the last one goes to Woodkey around the left side, and so far they've sealed that end and got into the middle of that defense before Bearcats were able to make a tackle. A gain of five according to the spot out to the 36-yard line. T formation. Bamcock under center. Probably leads 7-0. However, reach on their first drive tonight. A little delayed handoff to Luke Woodkey again. He's dragging his defender out for a maybe hard-fought two yards. They're going to mark him down just shy of the 40-yard line. Tackle made by Logan Vollmering, nose guard sometimes for this Dobbley defense. Sets him down a third down and manageable. Third down and two yards to go, a three-yard gain for Luke Woodkey. Yeah. Basically the same play, just a little variation, a little different. A delayed handoff is exactly what you call it, almost a draw. As you see the other two running backs throw, go right through the middle of the defense, try to pull away any linebackers they can, and eventually Luke Woodkey will take it around the left side, but he's hit right at the line of scrimmage, and he's able to fight for those two yards. Otherwise, it could have been no gain real quick. The first third down from both squads here on the night, a third and two from the 39-yard line. Babcock with another handoff to Luke Woodkey. He has the first down, lowers his shoulder across the 45 and takes his defender with him all the way out to the 48-yard line for a nine-yard pickup. Tackle made by Evan Bruski, the free safety. Move the chains, a conversion on third down. So, so far, Harbor Beach has gotten the ball almost all the way to midfield with straight handoffs, four or five of them to Luke Woodkey, and they've all attacked the left side, following Grants McGlinsky's side of the field, attacking the, the right side of the Bearcats. 77 over there is Nathan Kane, a couple guys over there. So look for the linebacking core of Ubley to start cheating over there a little bit. you got to stop six if you're going to make this defense get off the field. From the 48 in their own territory. Handoff to Shea Woodkey, younger brother Luke Woodkey. He gets out to midfield for a two-yard gain. Dropped on the spot by a black jersey. That'd be Candon Peruski, linebacker, 5'9", 175-pound sophomore for the Bearcat linebacking core. Second down and eight from midfield. And at some point, you're going to see Harbor Beach work in these other backs. I don't even know if they'll play action out of this formation, but at some point, they have to work in the other backs. Uh, and it should be open. You're, all you're thinking about right now is stopping Luke Woodkey if you're if you're the Bearcats. So they go with Shea Woodkey, that quick fullback dive. He was actually hit at the line of scrimmage. An impressive first carry of the night to get those two yards. Babcock gets the snap out of the tee. It's a handoff to Luke Woodkey. Cuts back in between the tackles and gets out to the ugly 49-yard line. Nothing more than that. Just one yard gained on that one for Luke Woodkey. That is his 
fifth carry of the night. Tackle made by Logan Vollmering again for the Ubley defense. Third down and seven. You see him try that left side one more time, but that side, the def that time the defensive end cuts him off, forces Woodkey back to the middle of the field, and the first couple times there was nobody there to clean him up. This time you see the rotation of the linebackers come over and make that tackle as soon as he cuts back to the middle of the defense, and a job well done by the Bearcats there to force third down and probably seven. Dan Babcock under center, T formation, three men backfield for him. Quarterback keeper rolling to his right, looking to pass downfield, throws downfield. He has Jason Knoblock. It is in and out of his hands at the 25-yard line. He left his feet for it. In coverage was Matt Brandle. Incomplete. High reach facing a fourth and seven from the ugly 49-yard line. And you knew that they, at some point they were going to make Tanton Babcock keep it, whether it be to throw it or whether it be a designed run. But it was definitely play action, and they go to that side, and it's one-on-one. -on -one. And that's a that's a scenario that they really like. Ken Oblock is a, is a guy that can go up and get it. Matt Brandle did a nice job. He was in coverage. But that throw was made by Babcock over the back shoulder so that the only person that could catch that ball was Jace Ken Oblock. He made a diving effort. It was in both hands. But by the time he hit the ground, it had bounced free, and it brings up fourth down and seven for Harbor Beach. Ten Babcock in the extended shotgun out of the spread. A little bit of a high snap, and he's going to have to punt this one away out of the shotgun. He does. It bounces at the 20, bounces to the 10. A huge Harbor Beach bounce all the way inside, inside the five, and practically down to the one-yard line. Very close to that end zone line. It's a bad angle for us up here, but a huge punt from Ten Babcock down to the two-yard line. A heck of a pin there for Tan Babcock, a 47-yard punt from Babcock in Ubley's back on offense, stopping Harbor Beach in their tracks and still leading 7-0. So Harbor Beach has been doing this for a few years, and you have to respect the fact that Coach Schelke is just uh, – risky enough to go for it in these scenarios. So you have to play defense. You can't put anybody back or it's a mismatch. I remember it wasn't that long ago, and it was fourth and 15, and out of his own end zone he went for it. And in this scenario, you have to defend it, but a great kick, and I got to say, that snap was over his head. A heck of an individual effort by him to haul that down. Hand off to Mark Heilig, and he's down all the way out nearly to the 10-yard line, out to the 9. Tackle made by Caden Lawhorn, defensive tackle for the Harbor Reach Pirates. It is a gain of 7 on the play, actually 6 on the play, second out and 4. Uh, and that's a big play for the Bearcats. After a phenomenal punt, pin them down right up tight against their goal line, getting six yards on that first play. There's a sigh of relief that leaves the field here as the home crowd can breathe a little easier knowing that a mistake could turn into a couple free points for the road team. I'll be back on offense, a second and four from their own eight-yard line. Right to left across your radio, three men backfield all night long. Hand off to Mark Heilig again, going staying inside the tackles, gets out to the 15-yard line for a seven-yard pickup. Tackle made by Caden Boynton, outside linebacker for the Pirates. Move the chains, first and ten for the Ubley Bearcats. So I, I mentioned in the pre-show that they, that Mark Heilig is essentially filling the Carson Haleski role of last year. Now, I'm not saying he's Carson Haleski, but that fullback dive is what you're going to see them predominantly use with Mark Heilig. Now, Carson Haleski had speed. He had that physicality. Mark Heilig can certainly make you miss and go the distance in any moment. And that's what they love about him in that scenario, that quick handoff. He's the first guy to get the ball, shoots right through the gap, and just like that, two handoffs, and they got a first down. First and 10 from the 15-yard line for the Bearcats. Handoff to Kyle Naberski, dragging white jerseys with him all the way out, past the 15, out to the 18-yard line. Looks like for a three-yard gain, according to the initial spot. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Colin Roganbuck, 6'1", 225-pound junior. 
for the Pirate defense, second down and six. So probably they have their thunder and lightning, and if Mark Heilig is the lightning, the, the guy that can take it to the house, Colin Oberski is certainly the thunder. He's the rugby-style back. Uh, he's not looking to go around anybody. Chances are he's going to go right over you, and, and that's what happened. It took it took four or five white jerseys to finally clean him up in that rugby-style play there to get three yards on first down for the Bearcats. From the 18-yard line, second and seven, Peruski surveys the defense working off the right hash, right to left across your radio. Still those three men in the backfield. Quarterback keeper for Evan Peruski to the left side. Howard Reach swarms to the ball. Flag flies from behind the play. Evan Peruski's brought down at the 27-yard line. Brought down by Shea Woodkey playing linebacker tonight. And this is more than likely going to be a hold against the Ugly Bearcats. Yeah, and it's an unnecessary penalty because this play is designed to come right at us, the near side of the field. And that hold is going to be called on the backside of the play. So if you're going to miss your block on the backside, let him go because the play is running away from him anyways. And uh, what would have been close to a first down is now going to cost the Bearcats a very important 10 yards. Looks like the flag is right at the original line of scrimmage. This is going to mark him back 10 yards from there, which is the 18-yard line. So it will be now a second down and 17 to go from the 8-yard line of Ubley's own territory. 5-19 left here in the first quarter. It's Ubley 7, Harvard Beach nothing. Ubley scored on their second play of the night on an 80-yard score from Evan Peruski. Harvard Beach had seven plays, two first downs, one for two on third down, but resulted in a punt and pinned Ubley back to the two-yard line. And now it's a second and 17 from the eight-yard line. Wing T to the left, two men in the backfield, wing back to the left side outside the tight end. Evan Peruski hands it off to number 27, Mark Hiley across the 10 out to the 13-yard line for a gain of looks like about five. Tackle made by Luke Woodkey, linebacker for Harbor Beach. The senior, third down, 11 to go. And that's perfect for the Harbor Beach defense. Second and 17, you don't want to give up the big play. You don't want to give up 10, 15 yards. Mark Heilig does a good job because that, that, that gap was filled. Mark Heilig did all he could to get that five yards, that quick dive right up the middle. Luke Woodkey trips him up right at the line of scrimmage. He dives ahead to get everything he can. And now third down 11 backed up this far in your own territory. For Ubley to feel confident even going for it, they're going to have to get all of 10 yards and make this fourth down and one a chance. Third and 11, Evan Prusky has lead blockers coming around the left side on the keeper, and Harvard Beach stands him up at the 16-yard line. Nothing further than that, just for a two-yard gain. Nice stoppage there from Harvard Beach on the spot, bringing him down, and Ubley is going to be facing a fourth and nine from their own territory. It's almost like Harbor Beach was in the backfield or was in the huddle recognizing the play. that The quarterback keeper, I think a lot of people felt that that was the play that could beat them big on this play. Harbor Beach was really kind of banked on it. They rotated over. You see the whole defense shift. Nobody was buying any of the fakes, and uh, it was all Evan Peruski could do to get two yards, and now fourth down and nine. They got to punt it away from their own 10, own 5-yard line. Mark Heilig stands his 3-yard line. Low punt comes in at the 47-yard line of Ubley. Luke Wickey brings it in. He's to the 40-yard line. He's hit hard right there at the 40 by three jerseys. Leading the tackling was Candon Peruski, linebacker, 5'9", 175-pound sophomore. First and 10, Harbor Beach comes up with a stop on the short, on the plus side of the field. Well, after that big play, it's been a field position battle. And, and what we're normally used to in these rivalry games, a lot of running, a lot of fighting for first downs. And then if you don't get it, punting is extremely important. And Mike, Mark, Mark Heilig kind of hits that low knuckler that rolls all the way out to midfield. And I give Luke, Wed, Luke, Luke Woodkey credit. 
field that ball. Don't let it roll by you for another 10 yards. He scoops it up. He runs it ahead for 7, 8 yards, whatever it is. And now Harbor Beach is going to start in plus territory already in Bearcats, Bearcat country here with a chance to get even in this game. From the 41-yard line, handoff to Jacob Booms right up the gut across the 40 down to about the 38-yard line for a 3-yard gain. Tackle made by Ubley's Logan Vollmering again in the core of that line for the Ubley defense. Second down and seven. And it should be there because they are still so concentrated on Luke Woodkey getting the football that other guys should have the ability to get them two, three, four, and five yards when they want to. And they get it right there on first down. And now the playbook is still wide open. We know they can go play action. Of course, Luke Woodkey is going to be the guy that's heavily favored to get the football. But they could go right back to Booms here, and I wouldn't be surprised either. Persky survey, or excuse me, Tan Babcock surveys the prairie from the 38 of Ubley. Out of the T formation, quarterback keeper for Tan Babcock around the left side, has positive yards, very close to that first down mark. He still has it, still going at the 20, and finally brought down inside the 15-yard line. Finally brought down by Evan Bruski on the secondary from the 38-yard line all the way down to the 13-yard line, and a huge 25-yard pickup for Tan Babcock. Yeah, and again, you don't see Ubley rotate over well enough. You, you saw in the series before, you saw that the whole Pirate defense shift when that quarterback came over. So when they cuts back into the middle, there's nothing but defenders there. This time, when Tanton Babcock keeps it and he cuts back to the inside, there's nobody there. There's no other ugly linebackers coming over to clean him up. And then when he's in open space, he is fast. And he goes right out towards the sideline, and it puts a big gain and now in the red zone of the Bearcats. Still 7-0, I believe, at Harbor Beach in the red zone. 7-0, Harbor Beach on offense. Handoff to Luke Woodkey. He gets out for maybe a hard-fought yard and a half, two yards, brought down by Kenan Peruski, linebacker for the Ubley Bearcats. Brought him down at the 11-yard line. They're going to say a gain of three for Luke Woodkey. And from here, it looked like he was hit right at the line of scrimmage, but he's able to drag Peruski those couple yards, and that's what makes guys like Luke Woodkey special. He you can stop him in the backfield, but if, if you don't wrap him up, he will battle and drag you for a couple yards and turn nothing into something for this offense. Second down and seven. In the backfield, Jacob Booms, Shea Woodkey, Luke Woodkey, left to right across the backfield. On the right side of your radio, Tim Babcock in the tee for the high-reach Pirates, facing a second and seven. Number two, Jacob Booms gets the handoff, and he's out to the 10-yard line. Nothing more than that. The ugly defense bringing him down. Aiden Makoviak sniffed that one out from the get-go for just a gain of a yard. And Harbor Beach now facing a third and six from the ugly 10-yard line. Yeah, Makoviak, don't leave Logan Vollmering out of the area there. They hit him and fill that gap immediately. And when Booms gets hit, he goes backwards. No yards after contact. And just like that, we're going to see a timeout, Clark. Timeout called by the Ubley Bearcats with two minutes left here in the first quarter. It's Ubley 7, Harbor Beach nothing, Harbor Beach on offense. Third and seven for the Harbor Beach Pirates in Ubley Bearcat territory at the 10-yard line, facing a third and seven with two minutes left here in the first quarter. It's 7-0, Ubley leading Harbor Beach. The Pirates trying to get on the board for the first time tonight. T formation, Babcock under center. It's a delayed handoff to Luke Woodkey. Tries to break out his first tackle, but there's four more black jerseys to bring him down after just a gain of a yard out to the nine-yard line. Cleaning him up was Logan Vollmering once again out of that line for the Ubley Bearcats. A fourth down, six to go for the High Reach Pirates. Yeah, so out of the timeout, I didn't really know what Coach Schelke was going to do. Third down and six. You can really do anything here. You have a quarterback that can throw it. You have receiver that you trust. It goes back to the play that he used to get him in this scenario, and it's that delayed 
very slow developing handoff to Luke Woodkey that worked really well on that side of the field. But on this side of the field, it did not work. Basically, maybe one yard if they're lucky. And now fourth down and five. Fourth and five. Tanton Babcock on the quarterback keeper around left side. He's going to have to get somewhere fast. And Ubley swarms to the ball for no gain. Ubley's defense holds strong and hard. Holds our reach to no points in the red zone. No gain for Tanton Babcock. Turnover on downs for the Ubley Bearcats. And that, that was a play. And these coaches will do this often. When they have a play that works, they put it right in that front pocket. And they pull it out right away when they need it. And they go back to Tanton. Babcock around the left side. Last time, Colin Oberski set the edge, forced Babcock back up the middle, and he got no help. This time, he just flat out tackles him, and he gets a ton of help from the rest of his defense, and that's a big stop in this game because now the high-powered, ugly offense comes on the field with a seven-point lead. With a 91-yard field in front of him with a mid-12 left here in the first, and it's a handoff to Mark Heilig right up the middle. He gets out to the 10-yard line for just a gain of a yard. How reaches Colin Rogenbuck on the stop. He plays nose guard. Second down and nine. Nice stop there by Harbor Beach. I like the composure. This is two very disciplined, very well-coached, very fundamentally sound teams, and you, you can't let a fourth down and five in the red zone fail be the end of your season, be the end of this game. They come right back out on defense, an area that they've struggled, run stop on first down has been an area that they are weak. They come out and stop this high-powered offense with just a one-yard gain for the Bearcats. Second and nine for the final 35 seconds here in the first quarter. Ugly seven, Harbor Beach nothing, Ugly back on offense. Hand off to number 14, Logan Mueller, drags his defender across the 15 out to the 16-yard line, tackle made by 10 Babcock for the Pirates. Sets up a third down and short, and we have reached the end of the first quarter with a one-possession ball game. Ugly 7, Harbor Beach nothing, right here in the first week of the postseason of the WLW Sports Network. Ugly 7, Harbor Beach nothing, after one. Nothing. I'll be leading the High Reach Pirates after 12 minutes of play. Both teams with two complete drives of their own. Ubley on their third right now. Other area scores. The Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers leading the Reese Rockets 7 nothing in Reese so far. And Hemlock leading Bad Axe in the first quarter 12 nothing. 12 minutes around the clock here in the second quarter. Ubley Bearcats facing down a third down in three yards to go from the 16-yard line. As I just did a pirouette here in the booth to get my cord on the right side if my broadcast team's wondering what I'm doing over here. Oh, no, we knew. We, we okay. were having a great time with All it, right. though. Third down and three from the 16, then he gets up to the 19-yard line. Left, right, across the radio, the Ugly Bearcats with a 7-0 lead over the Harbor Reach Pirates. Evan Bruski hands off to Mark Heilig, and he pushes out to the 20-yard line. He gets the first down on a four-yard pickup. As Harbor Beach could not stop him until after that first down marker, Evan Miller, the defensive tackle for the Harbor Beach Pirates on the stop, moved the chains for the LB Bearcats on third down. And that's the power football that they have are known for and that they simply do against any team they want at will. They need three yards. They go with a fullback dive right up the middle. They move guys right out of the way and allow guys like Mark Heilig, who have settled into this role nicely, dive right ahead and power through for that all-important first down. Working a yard inside the right hash, left right across the right. Evan Bruski goes back in. And chats with his three linemen or three back running backs in the backfield. Evan Bruski handoff to Mark Heilig again. Grouse down to about the 24, maybe the 25 yard line for a four yard pickup. Harbor reaches Caden Lahorn on the stop. 
After a four-yard pickup, second out and six. So as, as this season's moved on, you see a lot of these guys, Mark Hyla, Logan Mueller, they're sporting a 10-yard per carry average this season, and, and that's hard to keep up. When you get in the playoffs, you, you see different types of defenses, style defenses, defenses that want to take that away from you. So you have to be patient. You're seeing them get three and four yards a carry tonight. The big one will come, but they have to continue to do that three and four yards and move the chains and wear down the opposing defense. From the 25-yard line, second and six for the LB Bearcats, leading 7-0 over Harbor Beach, 10-50 left in the first half. Handoff to Cal Nobersky. He drags his defender across the 30, almost out to the 31-yard line. Luke Woodkey, the tackler, linebacker on the stop, looks like short of the first down marker by maybe less than a yard. They're going to mark him down right at the 30. So it's going to be third down, one yard to go for the Ubley Bearcats. You're starting to see those linebackers of Harbor Beach cheat into the middle. You're seeing uh, Luke Woodkey. You'll see Caden Boynton. And you can see they're trying to jump the snap count. They're leaning in. You can see them. They're, going, they're trying to steal that gap that Mark Heilig likes to attack. So a great play call there by Coach Sweeney and company. They allow Colin Obersky to take the ball is normally the bruiser. They allow him to take it off tackle, and he gets six yards. Third and one from the 30. They need to get out to the 31-yard line. Handoff to Colin Obersky. He has the first down. Bounces off a one-white jersey all the way out to the 35-yard line. Brought down by Caden Boynton, linebacker for the Pirates. They needed one yard. He got five. First and ten conversion on third down. And as I said, these coaches like to do this. They got six yards on the last play. They dial it up again. There's no play call. Just run it again. And they go right at him. And Luke Woodkey, give him credit, he flies right right through the gap, but he bounces right off Colin Obersky. Just right off him, no tackle. Would have been a tackle for loss instead. Turns into a five-yard gain. Missed tackles are huge, but that when Colin Obersky runs motivated, runs low to the ground, that's the type of physicality you get, and another first down for the Bearcats. 9.40 left in the first half. It's still a 7-0 ball game. Ubley on top, but he's seen a first and 10 in their own territory at the 35. Handoff right of the middle to Mark Heiligan, jerseys of the white Harbor Beach Pirates. Bring him all the way out to the 36-yard line for just a gain of a yard. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's Caden Lawhorn again. Second down and nine. So far, Harbor Beach has done a pretty good job in this first half. I have been very impressed. Yes, they gave up the big one uh, to Evan Peruski early, which he had to break a tackle to spring him free. But normally you don't see that quarterback keeper till right about now. You know, you, you see this offense work in all these backs, get you thinking about all of them, and that's when the quarterback hits you. But they've done a nice job with Mark Heilig, who's normally the explosive back, taking him out of this game so far. Second down, nine from the 36-yard line. Quarterback keeper Evan Brusker on the right side, and he's upended at the 40-yard line for a hard-fought four yards and brought down by number four, Caden Boynton, linebacker for the Pirates. And this is going to bring up a third down, six to go for the Ubley Bearcats. Caden Boynton hasn't been that second running back, that, that big-time back that they needed him to be so far this year. But on linebacker position, that's where he has excelled, and that's where they're going to need him to come up big. And that's a big tackle because he reads the play quickly, slides over, and when Evan Prusky cuts back to the middle of the field, it's Caden Boynton that's there to chop him down for just a short game. The third third down in this drive already. Ubley two for two on their first two tries. Third and six to go. Third and five and a half from the 40-yard line. They get out to the 45 and a half. Wing T to the right. Evan Bruski on the quarterback keeper to the left, and he's going to be shy of the first down by a yard at the 44-yard line. Tackle made by Shea Woodkey, middle linebacker for the Pirates. Short of the first down marker. They're on the other side of the 45. At the, we're going to mark him down at the 44. So a yard and a half to go here for the first down. Fourth down for the LB Bearcats in their own territory. I'd like to think they're going to go for this one. I got to think so. I, I absolutely would. You're, you're playing to win the game. Yes, your defense is good, but 
A yard and a half is not too much. I thought that spot was a little light. I thought it maybe another ball or two ahead would have been a better spot for the Bearcats, but I absolutely think they're going for it. And I think Mark Heilig's going to get a carry here. And we have a whistle, and we have a timeout called by Eric Sweeney in the Bearcats with 7.32 left in the first half. It's 7-0. Ugly leading the Harbor Beach Pirates, but facing a fourth and one right here on the WLW Sports Network. Fourth down and less than a yard to go for the Ubley Bearcats. 7.32 left in the first half. It's Ubley 7 on offense. How reach nothing. We're on our fourth drive this evening. Just one touchdown to show for between the two teams. It's been exactly what we were hoped it would be, Clark. A physical battle. We see the big play happen, but the rest of the time, it's been a physical battle in the trenches, and this play is going to be one of many that's going to dictate how this game goes. And in your own territory, on your own 44-yard line, fourth down and one, one and a half, we're going to see the Albany Bearcats line up and go for it. Bruski under center. Hand off to Colonel Bruski. Looks like he got it by about a half a yard. He's out to the other side of the 45, almost to the 46-yard line. Tackle made by Luke Woodkey. And they say move the chains. Conversion on fourth down. Ubley stays on offense. First set, first and ten. I love how confident you were with that, Clark, because I'm sitting here cringing going, I don't know if he got it. That oh. ball is right at the line of scrimmage where they set the ball down at. And they're, they're excuse me, right at the first down marker. And uh, that was right on the line. So great job by Harbor Beach to stop that play and make it close. But the Bearcats do exactly what that wing tee is made to do and get you two yards when you need it. Confidence, Dave. Confidence. First and ten from the 46 yard Look line. Out. Mark Heilig wide open. He's in Harbor Beach territory. Down to the 30-yard line. It's a foot race down to the 30. Breaks free that tackle. Down to the 20. Down inside the 10. And he's down. And he's going to be brought down just shy of the goal line. But Mark Heilig with a huge breakout run from the ugly 46-yard line all the way down to the one-yard line. Finally tracked down by the free safety of Harbor Beach, Tanton Babcock. First and goal to go, looks like from the one-yard line. 53-yard return. About 10 or 15 yards back, Jacob Booms had a shot at him, and I think he felt like he pushed him out of bounds, but he just completely whiffs. The, the momentum continues for Mark Heilig, and if there's one guy on this field, probably in this stadium, that can catch Mark Heilig, it's, it's Tanton Babcock, and he does just barely and saves the touchdown for now. A drive that started at the ugly nine-yard line. Now they're knocking on the door at the Harbor Reach three-yard line. First and goal to go. T formation under center. Evan Bruski straight T behind him. Harbor Reach crowding the line. Bruski staying low. Gets the snap. Handoff to number 14, Logan Mueller. Touchdown, ugly. With the second score of the night with 6.43 left in the second quarter. It is ugly 13. Harbor Reach nothing with a PAT still on its way. Ubley out by two to touchdowns on a three-yard dive. Absolutely. What a great run there and a great drive by the Bearcats. Pin way back, take it all the way down the field. A huge fourth down and one conversion in their own side of the field. And right after they get that, Mark Heilig, as I said, got to be patient. He's getting three and four-yard chunks. Be patient. The big one will come. And he does, and he takes his team right down to the two-yard line, and Mueller punches it in. The PAT is up, and it's good by Brett Mueller. It's 14-0. Ubley leading the Higher Reach Pirates with 6.43 left in the first half right here on the W. At the W Sports Network being powered by Inger Valley Services.
12 plays, 91 yards, 6 minutes and 29 seconds off the clock. They replaced it with 7 points. It's now 14-0. Ugly leading with 6.43 left in this first half as Brett Mueller's kick comes down and it bounces into the end zone, in the end zone, for a touchback. Hyper Reach will start out their own 20-yard line, trailing by two possessions, 14-0 to the Ugly Bearcats in Ugly in the first week of the postseason. You know, it's, I know it's 14 to nothing, Bearcats, and they have been excellent so far in this game. But I, so far, I, I thought the Harbor Beach Pirates have played extremely tough. The run defense has been really good. They've given up two huge runs that have really hurt them in this game. But otherwise, the, the Bearcats have just found a way on defense to tip the hat in their favor. They've gotten off the field. They got a goal line stand in this game. But now... With 6.40 to go before the half, Harbor Beach takes over and with a chance here now, and a very important chance to get back in this game and get it back to one score. As the rain continues to fall, back to pass. Tan Babcock has Jace Knoblock caught. It's out across the 30 and finally brought out by the 32-yard line, brought down by Matt Brandel after the first down. Move the chains after a 13-yard pickup. And I like the play call there. Play action. You've ran the ball the whole first half. Ran it all right as, as, as the way it is. But you go play action on first down. A lot of teams don't expect it. And that was the route they had available in the first quarter. Jace can block, come off that end and leak to the sideline. Just a hair overthrown. Guarded really well by Matt Brandle. In this case, Matt Brandle slow to rotate over. Jace can block, was wide open, and an easy throw and catch from Babcock to can block for a first down. Our reach coming out in the spread formation. Two men on one on either side of Tan Babcock in the shotgun. Actually, Luke Woodkey at quarterback. Tan Babcock out wide left. Quarterback keeper for Luke Woodkey around the right side. Has positive yards and it lowers the shoulder, almost tripping himself up across the 35 out to the 36-yard line. Tackle made by Mark Hiley cornerback after when all is said and done game to three for Luke Woodkey second out and seven I think for Harbor Beach you have to do this when Tanton Babcock's back there and mind you he's not at 100% they expect him to throw the football when Luke Woodkey's back there they expect him to run or hand it off so it's a different mentality for this defense to stop so They've had trouble figuring out which running back is going to take the pressure off Woodkey, so their way of countering that is changing formations and different looks to try to throw defenses off. A two-yard gain according to the spot of the 35-yard line, second and eight, back to the tee for Harbor Beach. And a quarterback keeper in 10, Babcock is tripped up in the backfield. Aiden Makoviak brought him down for the loss of five yards. That play had nowhere to go as Aiden Makoviak blew that one, blew that one up from the get-go. And we've been waiting to call that name. He was so very important last week against that bad axe offense. There he is tonight making a big play. It took till the second quarter, but he gets a big tackle in the backfield. That time, Babcock running what looked like from the tee, sort of a read option. He kind of had the ball in, in Woodkey's hands, didn't like what he saw, and when he pulled it out, Makoviak comes from the backside and is able to get low and trip him up as he tries to get to the sideline. Nice play there by Makoviak from the backside to trip him up in the backfield. Back to the spread formation. Two receivers wide to the left, two to the right. Tanton Babcock at the quarterback. And Luke Woodkey off his right hip. Direct snap to actually Luke Woodkey. He keeps it for himself. Coming around the right end has room to run. And he's still on his feet and he's going to be forced out of bounds short of the 40-yard line. After it looks like about a six-yard gain tackle forced out of bounds by Mark Heilig. And this will bring up a fourth down in mid-range for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Still in their own territory, their own 38-yard line. 
That's a that's a long ways Fourth to go. Five and a half. That's a long ways to go for me in my own end zone or my own side of the field. But with four and a half to go in this half, already down two scores, it makes you wonder if this is where Coach Schelke is sort of feeling the pressure here to go for it and try to hope his offense can make a play, whether it's a completion or if Woodkey can keep it himself one more time and get a first down. Looks like they are going to go for it here. At least Tanton Babcock in the extended shotgun stands at his own 32-yard line, fourth and five. This is about a 50-50 of whether they're going for it or they're going to punt this one away. No one back for the Ugly Bearcats. It is a punt high snap, but Tanton Babcock gets it away. It bounces at the 30-yard line and checks up and rolls back to the 35-yard line for the Ugly Bearcats. And so they punt it away and Ugly back on offense with a 14-0 lead with 4.20 left in the second quarter. I got to think that's the right thing to do, Clark. I know it's the playoffs. I, I know you have. I know you're the underdog in this game. I know you're down in this game. But boy, if you turn it over there, Ubley's got a couple timeouts. Uh, one timeout, sorry. One timeout with 4:20 to go, and you give him a short field. You got to feel like you just gave him a third touchdown. At least in this scenario, they have to go 65 yards on you to get that third score. From their own 35-yard line, leading 14-0. It's a handoff to number 47, Cal Nabrski. Oh, excuse me, that's number 27, Mark Heilig. As I even juked out Rick Glaza there, the PA announcer on that one. A gain of five on the play out to the 40-yard line. There's a flag at the end of the play. And this is going to be a face mask against the Harbor Beach Pirates. Looks like this is the five-yard variety. And so the flag is right at the 41-yard line. Five yards from there would almost be exactly a first down. Out to the 46-yard line. Holding on the holding on the defense. And they called holding on the defense. That is correct. So 10 yards will be walked off from the 41-yard line into Harbor Beach territory to the 49-yard line. Well, that's what I thought he initially signaled because he was looking at the Bearcat sideline yeah. asking if they'd like to decline. You don't get to decline a face mask penalty, uh, but absolutely, if you're going to give us a holding on the defense on a running play, uh, you don't see that every day. I don't know if I've ever seen that. Not quite sure if that's possible or not. Regardless, the LB Bearcats will take it first and 10 from Harbor Beach Territory, the 49-yard line, 4-13 before the half is over. They lead 14-0. Hand off to Mark Heilig right up the gut, out to maybe a hard-fought two yards to the 47-yard line, second down and eight upcoming. Tackle made by Colin Roganbuck for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Nice play there by Roganbuck, but he was helped by a lot of white jerseys, a lot of Pirates in the area. In the wing tee, you see you see Peruski fake his handoff, but that first one goes right to Mark Heilig, and it's a shoot right up the middle. We saw it pay off dividends just a series ago. This time, Harbor Beach seals it off and only allows two yards on that play. Second down and eight from the Harbor Beach 47-yard line. Straight tee, Peruski under center, the sophomore quarterback making his 22nd start tonight. Handoff right up the gut. That would be number 47, Kyle Nabrski on the bottom of that pile. Out for a hard-fought one yard out to the 46-yard line, maybe two yards. Tackle made by Jace Knoblock, defensive end. And that's where I'd like to see um, the running back there, Oberski, utilize his vision, be a little more patient. He's so eager to run into the first guy that he sees. Uh, there's an opening here right towards the sideline, angled right at us. And if he kicks it to the outside, I think he's in a foot race. Instead, he decides to stay right between the tackle and the guard, and he runs right into the back of his own offensive lineman and just tries to push him forward. And really, 
gets virtually nothing on that play. And even though they were in Harbor Beach territory, it's a third down and a long seven as we roll under three minutes to go in the half. From the Harbor Beach 46-yard line, Evan Bruski on the quarterback keeper, and he's going to be stood up at the 44-yard line for maybe a gain of two on the play. Tackle made by Caden Lawhorn, stuffing that one inside the trenches still. They're going to mark him down right at the 45-yard line. So a gain of a yard on the play, fourth down and five from Harbor Beach's 45-yard line. And looks like the umpire is going to split the difference and put it at the 44-and-a-half-yard line. That works for me. It was a, There was quite a scrum there right around the football, so it was hard to tell. I, I felt like you did originally on your call that he got two yards. They give him a yard and a half, and that's good enough, but they're going to let some clock run out here. They may even use their last time out and talk about this a little bit longer because I could foresee a scenario where they punt it or they go for it. So that's exactly what's going to happen. Eric Sweeney staring at the clock here, or at least admiring our banner underneath the clock, one of the two. <laughs> Fourth and five will be upcoming here for the Ugly Bearcats, and they call their third and final timeout of this first half with a minute 58 left in the first half. It's Ugly 14, however reach nothing on the WLW Sports Network. Hubley comes out of the timeout, their third and final timeout of that first half with just minute 58 left in the first half. 14-0 Hubley leading, and Mark Heilig stands at his own 43-yard line away in the long snap. The punt is away, a booming punt from Mark Heilig end over end, and it rolls all the way down. It's going to be very close to the end zone. Are they going to say yes? They saved it inside of the one-yard line, tipped it back. Of all people, Evan Bruski, the long snapper, chases it down and literally saves it like a goalie at the goal line, tips it back out, and they're going to mark him down to the five-yard line, a 95-yard field in front of him for the Harbor Reach Fires, trying to find their first score of the night with just a minute 47 before the half. If anybody thinks special teams isn't important, don't tell these teams because that was a heck of a punt, and as it went off, we thought for sure it was going in the end zone. It takes sort of a sideways bounce, and Evan Bruski with the hustle play dives and keeps that ball from touching the end zone line. He kicks it back out to about the five, but nonetheless, job well done by the special teams. And even Harbor Beach, with the ability to spread it out and throw the football and make big plays through the air, with this weather and with the way we're at right now, with 147 to go in the half, uh, this makes it tough even for a passing offense. Harbor Beach in the T formation. Minute 47 before the half, trying to find their first score. Hand off to Luke Woodkey. And he has black jerseys dragging him at the five-yard line for no gain. Lead the charge. Mark Heilig for no gain. Second down and 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates. 95 seconds left. Bearcats defense do a great job sniffing that play out, and that's that same side. You're going to see him attack the left side of the line. Luke Woodkey from the wing tee coming across. <clears throat> Nothing but black jerseys, as you said, Clark, stopping that play right at the line of scrimmage. And uh, with not a lot of hustle plays here, it looks like Harbor Beach is uh, seeming like they're satisfied with the way this score is, but in bad scenario, too. I certainly wouldn't want to turn it over right here with a minute to go in the half. 14-0, Ubley leads the Harbor Reach Pirates in Ubley on the banks of the Gas River in week number 10 of the football season. Hand off to Jacob Booms, drags his defender all the way out. He shoots out all the way out to the 15-yard line. Going to be very close to that first down marker. Tackle made by Kendon Pruski from behind, the linebacker. They're going to mark him down to the 14-and-a-half, short of the first down marker, but by a yard. Third down and a yard to go from the Harbor Reach 14-yard line. Nice run there by Jacob Booms, and again, an all-important piece for the second half for Harbor Beach. They're going to have to get other guys going. They're starting to take Woodkey away and Booms with a really nice run up the middle to get really close to that first down marker. 
Only had the ball for two minutes and 33 seconds on the last drive and four plays. Quarterback keeper Tanton Babcock comes to the left side and has to leap across the 20-yard line all the way out to the 21-yard line. A gain of seven on the play. Tackle made by Evan Bruski. He's at least in the vicinity as Tanton Babcock had to leap over one of his own offensive players and comes out of the ground almost at the 22-yard line. First and ten converts on third down. That's a nice keeper, but you can see this ugly defense. They're attacking at the line of scrimmage, but everybody else is a few steps back to where they normally would be allowing some running room but tack making the tackle in bounds and making sure that they don't give up a really big play here before the half is over. Howard Beach trying to take their timeouts with them into the second half. Ten seconds left here. They all have three remaining. Tan Babcock on the one more likely last play of the uh, tackle or handout to Shea Woodkey out of the 22-yard line. And Troy Schelke is satisfied with any of this first half with that. And the Ugly Bearcats lead 14-0 after two quarters of play on the WLW Sports Network at the half. It's Ugly 14, Harbor Beach nothing on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Listening to the WLW Sports Network after 24 minutes of play. It's a 14-0 lead for the Ugly Bearcats at home over the Harbor Beach Pirates in the 72nd edition of the Backyard Brawl in week number 10. The fourth time they've met in the postseason in five years. Dave Hanson, how much talent time we got to this 14-0 ball game? Uh, we had two scores, one in each quarter, but the first one came on the second play of the game. Evan Peruski keeps it for himself and sprints 80 yards for a touchdown. The Brett Mueller extra point is good, and at the end of the first quarter, Ubley would lead Harbor Beach 7-0. In the second quarter with 6.43 to go, Logan Mueller punches it in from two yards away. Brett Mueller tacks on the extra point, and that would be the half. Two Ubley Bearscat scoring drives. 14 to Harbor Beach, nothing. Ubley accrued 204 yards on the ground on 23 carries. In that first half, Harbor Beach with 21 total plays for 97 total yards. 19 carries on the ground for the Pirates with for 84 yards. One for two through the air for the Harbor Beach Pirates for 13 yards. The Ubley Bearcats have not attempted a pass tonight. They are led by Evan Peruski on five carries and 93 yards and one score. Of those 93 yards, one came... One carry was 80 yards long, his other four for 13. Mark Heilig, nine carries, 82 yards. He's averaging nine yards per carry. Carried the ball 39% of the time for the Bearcats in that first half. Kyle Naburski, five carries for 16 yards. And Logan Mueller, four carries for 13 yards in the other score. For the Heart Reach Pirates, led by T Luke Woodkey on the uh, rushing game for 10 carries, 40 yards. Tan Babcock, four carries for 27 yards. Jacob Booms, three carries for 13. And Shea Woodkey, two carries for four yards. Like we said, Tam Babcock, one for two through the air for 13 yards, and Jace Knoblock bringing in that lone reception for 13. There's just not a lot to talk about with Heartbeat. You, you got nope. 17 yards, not accrued by Luke Woodkey and Tanton Babcock, and they only have 97 uh, total as a team. So you, you look at this offense, and it has not been very good. Uh, I like the, the one for two passing for Babcock. I, I think that that total is going to have to about 
quadruple for them to have a chance. I, I certainly think that uh, weather elements don't matter at this point. The running game is simply not working. You'll see an occasional carry by Woodkey and Babcock working together. But I, I think you'll see more spread and you'll see some more passing options. And both times they attempted to pass, that play was there. And uh, they did complete one of them. On the other side of the ball, you're going to see more of the same. I, I would... I do think the Bearcats maybe come out with a pass somewhere in the third quarter, just to keep you honest, but their running game hasn't been very good either. You look at 200 yards and you think, wow, that's a great half, when 130 of them came on two plays. Uh, it took them the rest of the half to get 70 yards on the rest of their plays. So outside of two blown runs that just explode for big plays, like I said, Mark Heilig's 52 yards tackled just short of a touchdown where Logan Mueller cleaned it up for the score. There really hasn't been a, much happening in this game. A lot of three- and four-yard carries. And it really, uh, the penalties, turnovers haven't been a factor in this game. Just two huge plays by the Bearcats have been the difference in this football game. When you take a look at time of possession, it's Ugly Bearcats leading despite even scoring their first drive in just 49 seconds. They still lead the time of possession by three minutes nearly. They have 13 minutes and 20 seconds uh, time possession on offense. Harbor Beach with 10 minutes and 40 seconds. So that's a split of 56 to 44% between Ubley and Harbor Beach. On first downs, both uh, Harbor Beach has four first downs. Ubley has six. On third down conversions, both teams are two for five for just 40% of the night. Harbor Beach 0 for 1 on fourth downs. Ubley 1 for 1 on fourth downs. On the defensive side, Ubley with 20 tackles, one tackle for a loss. Harbor Beach with 20 tackles as well. And leading the way for the LB Bearcat defense, Mark Heilig, Camden Peruski, and Logan Vollmering, each with four tackles. Evan Peruski with three. Aiden Makoviak, two tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Matt Brandel and Kyle Peruski, each with one tackle. For the Harbor Beach Pirates, leading the way, Caden Lawhorn for the defensive tackle position with five tackles. Luke Woodkey, he's just a sophomore. Luke Woodkey, the senior, with four tackles. Caden Boynton and Kyle Rogenbach, each with three. Tan Babcock, the free safety, with two tackles. Jason Oblak and Evan Miller with one tackle apiece. Caden Lawhorn has, is the reason that Harbor Beach is, is close in this game, and they're very close to hanging with this football team. They, they added him to the line. They put another guy in the line of scrimmage. Ubley's run right at him, and he's answered pretty well, leading them in tackles and with Luke Woodkey behind him and Caden Boynton to clean people up. So no surprise there. The middle of your defense leading the way in tackling against this run-first offense. But like I said, it's been a pretty stagnant game when you have a huge run by Evan Perusky, a huge run by Mark Heilig, and your next biggest plays have come on special teams with Evan Peruski uh, saving a punt, keeping it out of the end zone, and pinning Harbor Beach way back, putting him in difficult situations has been probably your third biggest play of this game. Goes to show you how close and how tight niche these teams are today on defense. In other area scores, in 11-player football in Division 7, the Lakers lead the Reese Rockets in the second quarter 14-0. Hemlock leads Banax in the second quarter 20-6. And in the other surprising score, Marlette blanking Cass City in Marlette 20-0. In the second quarter over the Kansas City Redhawks. Of course, the winner of this Harbor Reach Ubley game goes on to play the winner of Cass City in Marlette. I got one more impressive score for you. North Huron taking care of Sacred Heart in that first half at halftime. It's North Huron 24, Mount Pleasant Sacred Heart nothing. So there was a lot of question marks there. I'm not sure, wasn't people weren't sure. Sacred Heart back to full strength. Was North Huron going to be able to hang on? Clearly, they have through the first 24 minutes, and they have 24 points to show for it. I think we felt there could be a shootout scenario there. I think we all felt pretty comfortable that North Huron could and should win that football game. But to shut out a high-powered offense like Sacred Heart with all their weapons back, 
that's the impressive story there. 24 points is not a surprise. No. I would have I would have pegged Sacred Heart to have about 20 themselves, but an impressive first half, especially on defense by the Warriors. It's time for a short break. We'll return in four minutes with your second half here from Harbor Beach in Ubley in the backyard brawl from the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan. It's 14-0, Ubley leading the Harbor Beach Pirates after 24 minutes of play on your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network, being powered by Anger Valley Services. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. It's 14-0, and we're ready to start the third quarter as Brett Mueller will be kicking off into the rain and wind on the right side of your radio to the left side. Deep back for the Harbor Reach Pirates. That would be number six, Luke Woodkey. He stands at his own five-yard line. We've seen nothing but touchbacks on kickoff so far in this night. It is a rain, cold, wet, rainy evening in the first week of the postseason. Brett Mueller runs up to the kick. This one's going to be a little short, actually. I jinxed him. Down to about the 13-yard line, brought in by Tane Babcock. Across the 20, cuts back in the middle of the field and lowers his shoulder all the way out to the 30-yard line. A nice little return there for Tane Babcock. Mark him down to the 31-yard line. Tackle made by number 79, Kandon Peruski. For the Bearcats, first and 10 for the Outreach Pirates, trailing 14-0. I know it's just the beginning of the, of the third quarter, but this really feels like a must-have drive for Harbor Beach. You're down two scores. You've really played even with this Bearcat team. They've accumulated more yards. They've had two big plays to year none that has really been the difference in this football game. But a touchdown here could change the momentum of this game and maybe spark this offense. And uh, not a surprise here on our end, Clark, as we see Harbor Beach come out from, away from the wing tee and spread it out with three wide to the right, one to the left. Trips right, Tan Babcock stays in the pocket looking, throw downfield, launches this one, and this one's going to be a little underthrown, but it's caught in inside Ubley territory, the 37-yard line. That one is brought in by Jacob Booms, who snuck underneath the secondary of Ubley, and Harbor Beach comes out in their first play of the second half with a big strike into Ubley territory, the 36-yard line. And it makes you wonder why you didn't do this sooner. Uh, you see three receivers on this side. You see three defensive backs. And number two, Jacob Booms goes straight down the middle of the field, right up the hash marks. Matt Brandle, I'm not sure if he thought he was in zone or if he was in man coverage, but he seemed confused. He let Jacob Booms run right by him. And Tanton Babcock has all day to throw, and he finds Jacob Booms wide open. Booms actually had to come back to the ball to catch it. He was so wide open. And a huge play to start the second half for Harbor Beach. Same formation working out the right hash. Good snap. Sam Babcock's bubble screen out to Luke Wood. He has it. He across the 35 and Ford Progress is going to stop at the 32-yard line. Stop made by Colin Oberski for the Ugly Bearcats. A gain of looks like should be about six yards on there. Somewhere around there, maybe five on the catch for Luke Woodkey. Second down. They're going to say a gain of four on the play, second down and six. And that's where you talk about the way Harbor Beach runs their spread offense. Just because they spread it out does not mean they're looking for the 40-yard bomb every single time they drop back to throw. They're actually looking for high percentage completions, and that's one of them. 
Luke Woodkey stands there. He's lining up. The defensive back is 10 yards, giving him 10 yards of cushion to make sure he doesn't get beat. The snap starts. He just turns right to his quarterback, catches that easy pass. He's able to get four yards before the defensive back gets there. Troy Shelke didn't like something. He calls a timeout on his second and six with 10.47 left in the third quarter. It's Ubley 14, Harbor Beach nothing. Harbor Beach in Ubley territory in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. Meanwhile, back on the ranch, Harbor Beach comes out of their timeout on a second and seven. They throw it down to Jace Knoblock, who's wide open, hit him in the numbers, and he dropped it. Incomplete. Mark Heiligan coverage. Third down and seven for the Harbor Beach Pirates on the ugly 33-yard line. 10.42 left in the third. And that can happen. The ball is wet. Everything's wet, so it can be slippery, but he was wide open. Right to the first down marker, turns around, and a perfect throw just completely dropped right through the breadbasket. Babcock throws downfield. It is caught, has the first down, down to about the 22-yard line. That is Jace Knoblock redeeming himself there. Pushed out of bounds by Matt Brandle for the ugly Bearcats. Converts on third down. Move the chains. First and ten for the Pirates. Easy throw and catch. You roll Babcock out of the pocket. He rolls to his left side. He's Yes, he's got to throw across his body, but he gets Jace Kenoblock to, to plant his foot at the middle of the field and an out route right to the sideline, a yard or two behind the first down marker, and he hits him right in stride and, as you said, redeems himself, makes a nice catch, a much tougher catch this time, but catches it on the run, gets a foot in bounds, and pushed out of bounds for a first down for Harbor Beach. First and 10, 10-20 left here in the third quarter at the ugly 22-yard line. Left or right across your radio. On the right side of your radio, sending Luke Woodkey wide to the right. Babcock in the shotgun. Spread formation, two receivers each way. Running back to his right. Back to pass. Staying in the pocket. Pocket holds. Throws down to the corner of the end zone. Jace Knoblock wide open. Touchdown, Harbor Beach. Tanton Babcock connects with Jace Knoblock from 22 yards out with 9.59 left in the third. And the Pirates are on the board. It looks like they very well may be going for two points. You see a double move there on that play. You're going to see Jace Knoblock look like he runs the same route he has the last three times. You see him plant his foot, go to the out route, and when he gets near where the numbers are painted on the field, he cuts back up the field, and Matt Brandle gets completely lost in coverage, undercuts the route, and that makes him wide open in the end zone, and he's able to make an easy throw and catch from Babcock to Knoblock for their first score of the evening. Harbor Beach going for two, trying to make this a six-point ball game. Right now it's 14-6, ugly by eight. 9.59 left in the third. Same formation, two wide each way. Dan Babcock with Keaton Boynton off his left hip. Good snap, stays in the, throws down, and this one is actually throwing, and Kent Babcock picks it up as this one actually fell out of his hand as he tried to throw it. He scoops it up at the 10, and he's brought down on the spot. Two-point conversion fails on a broken play. It's 14-6, ugly by eight points in the WLW Sports Network. Five minutes, or excuse me, five plays, two minutes and one second off the board. Harbor Beach puts up six points on a failed two-point conversion, but Jace Knoblock brings in the 22-yard catch from 10 Babcock to give Harbor Beach their first score of the evening with 9.59 left in the third quarter. It's ugly 14, Harbor Beach 6, as Luke Woodkey's ready to kick this one off from Harbor Beach's own 40-yard line, left to right across your radio. Evan Bruski back at his own five. 
Knuckleball down to about the 18, bounces down to the 9, brought in by Evan Bruski. He's out across the 20-yard line. Cuts to the near sideline. He's brought down to the 25-yard line. Nice little return there, brought down by Matt Hessling on how reaches safe special teams. 9.54 left in this third quarter. It's an eight-point ballgame. Great start for the second half for Harvard Beach. I, I just scratched my head. I wonder where the spread offense was in the first half. They're waiting why, for it to rain harder, that's all. Why wait for you to be down 14 nothing to do what you do best? And uh, and you can see, Ubley was extremely uncomfortable. They were giving a ton of cushion, and even when they were giving that cushion, they still allowed receivers to get by them. And now Ubley's going to try to reset things here and get back to this power running game. And Mark Heiling tries to start it out with about a yard and a half, maybe two yards down to the 27-yard line, right up the good shape, or right up the Got Shea Woodkey brings him down. They're going to mark it down at the 27. Gain of two, second down and eight. And nothing there. As you see, that Hard Beach defense just collapse in the middle, not allow Heilig to get in that second level because when he does, we know he can be dangerous, but he's shut down right as he gets to the line of scrimmage for a very short gain. Second and eight, 924 left in the third. 14 to six, Ubley leading and on offense. There's a snap from Peruski. Handoff to 47. Callan Obersky, he's very, excuse me, 27. Mark Heilig out to the 34-yard line. It's definitely oh, so, so Callan Obersky. That was Callan Obersky. Number 27 on the tackle, that would be Josh Hesley. Very close to that first down marker, third and a yard to go. Gain of seven. And you see Colin Obersky, when he carries the football, typically it's around the right side, and that's where that play goes. And he finds a ton of running room. The defense forgets about him, and it takes the secondary and Josh Hessling to bring him down. And he does a nice job of keeping him short of the first down marker by just one yard. T formation, third and a yard to go from the 35-yard line. Handoff to 47, Colin Obersky. He has the first down with ease all the way out to the 38-yard line for a three-yard gain with a need less than a yard. Tackle made by Colin Rogenbuck for Howard Beach's front line. Eight and a half to play here in the third, and Ubley converts on third down. And right back to the same play as you see him fake that handoff to Heilig, and then as Colin Obersky comes right around that right side with some momentum, they hand it off to him and let him power through, and you see him dive ahead to ensure that he gets that all-important first down for the Bearcats. First and 10, they're marking him down to the 39-yard line, it looks like. That's actually about the 38-and-a-half. Right to left, cross your radio, same formation. Peruski in her center, three-man backfield. Oberski, Heilig, and Mueller. There's a snap. Quarterback keeper for Evan Peruski around the right side, and Harbor Beach was ready for that one as he comes out into the flats, and he's stopped in his tracks by Josh Hessling for no gain in the play, still at the 39-yard line. You see Jacob Booms out there, too, and those guys are asked to do that. They, there's a an end that's going to come out there or a lead back that's going to come and try to pin you off. You have to be able to fight out of that block. And as Evan Peruski had, had success early in this game, Harbor Beach has taken that play away from him. And on first down, he is just happy to get back to the line of scrimmage as that secondary, those corners, do a nice job of making sure that play goes nowhere. Second down, 10 to go for the Ubley Bearcats, leading 14-6 over the Harbor Reach Pirates, 7.24 left in the third quarter. Bruski surveys the prairie, Harbor Reach crowding the box. T formation, as a handoff to Mark Heilig right of the gut, and Harbor Reach there to stop him after just a gain of a yard, yard and a half. Tackle, number 51, Evan Miller, defensive tackle, stops him there just after a short gain. Going to mark him down just on the other side of the 40-yard line for a gain of two. Third down and eight. Again, another nice job by this Harbor Beach defense. You're seeing those front five, front six, the linebackers, seven and eight guys filling the gaps, finding the holes that Ubley wants to trap into or run through, and they've filled those gaps, and they're making tackles 
and not allowing any yards after contact. And this series has been really good. Two plays, two yards, third down, and a long eight now for the Bearcats. Third and eight from the 41. They need out to the obli 48-and-a-half yard line. Wing T to the right, wing back to the right. Two men in the backfield. Handout to Kyle Nabrski. Tries to find the gap, and he's going to be gets a sizable gain, but he's short of the first down marker tackle made by Luke Woodkey at the 46-yard line. So they're going to be shy of that first down marker by about two and a half, three yards, fourth down and three in their own territory. And three yards is the cut line. If you saw at the end of the first half, they had five yards to go, and they punted it away. At three yards, that's when it's a coin toss what this coach is going to do. He feels really confident, I'm sure, two yards and less to simply go for it. Three yards, though, that could be a challenge. We've seen three plays in this drive where they didn't get a yard. So very interesting point of the game here and it certainly looks like the Bearcats are going to take that wing tee to the right and line up and go for it. Yes they are from their own 46 and you get to the their own 49 wing tee to the right. Evan Peruski, quarterback keeper to the left side, tries to cut back up. He has the first down. He's break free for another tackle. He has a lead blocker. He's finally brought down to the 29-yard line of Harbor Beach. Evan Peruski converts on a fourth and three. They needed three yards, and he got about 25 yards instead. First and ten conversion on fourth down. And you see the wing tee to the right, and they sell that Colin Oberski play around the right side and then spin back to the weak side. And... There are white jerseys there. There's one blocker for Ubley to block four. And as he gets the first down, one cut, and he makes all of those guys miss and turns it into a huge play for the Bearcats. 5.30 and counting here in the third quarter. It's 14-6, Ubley leading by eight points and margin. Single, or excuse me, not single wing. It's a straight tee in the backfield. Evan Peruski hands it off to number 14, Logan Mueller, and jerseys of Harbor Beach's defense swarm to him out to the 26-yard line. Luke Quidkey on the stop. After it looks like it about a, a four-yard gain down to the 26 from the 30, second out and six. And, and there's the guy that was, uh, quote-unquote, the hero last week for Ubley. Logan Mueller had a huge second half against that bad axe defense. He's a guy that I think is going to get a few more important carries here in this game, and that was a really nice one there as he gets four or five yards on first down. The ninth play of this drive alone, second and six for the Ubley Bearcats. Handoff to number 14, Logan Mueller. Pushes the pile forward down to about the 22-yard line. Step made by Harbor Reach's number 74. That's Grant McGlinsky, defensive end. Haven't ever heard his name very much tonight. 4.30 and counting here in the third. It's going to be a third down and a yard to go. Back-to-back -back plays. They get a good gain on first down. You see him go right back to Logan Mueller. That is a staple in the Ubley Bearcat offense. If a play works and you can't block it, they're going to run it until you do. And Logan Mueller gets four or five on the first play, gets another four on this one, and brings down third down and very short for Ubley. Third and a yard to go from the 22-yard line. Wing T to the right, two men in the backfield, wing back to the right. Working off the left hash, left side of your radio. Evan Bruski hands it off to Mark Heilig. He is trudges across the trench across the 20 and finally brought down to the 18-yard line. Stop made by Shea Woodkey, but not until after a third down conversion, a new fresh set of downs for the Ubley Bearcats. Straight ahead. You haven't heard Hylic name called much on this series, so it's only a matter of time before they give it to that player who hasn't touched it lately, and Mark Hylic explodes through the middle and gets a, another first down for Ubley. Ubley three first downs in this drive, two for three on third downs, one for one on fourth downs on this drive alone. This drive started with 9.59 left in the third. It's 3.43 left in the third quarter right now. 14-6, Ubley by eight points. And inside the red zone of Harbor Beach. 
Evan Bruski, keeper around the right side, cuts back inside of the midfield. He has room to run. He's down to the end zone. Touchdown, Ubley. Evan Bruski from 17 yards out on the quarterback. Keep tacks on to Ubley's third score of the night. It is now Ubley 20, Hover Beach 6 with 329 left in the third quarter. And, and that's all Evan Peruski. As you see, when he keeps it to the outside, a little bit of miscommunication by Harbor Beach defense. Three guys go to the sideline to cut him off, and when they cut him off and he cuts back to the middle, there's nobody there. Nobody rotates over, and Evan Peruski explodes up the, up the seam into the end zone virtually untouched, and Bearcats go ahead by two scores again. The PAT from Brett Mueller has the distance, has the accuracy. It is good. It is now 21-6 to six, as they're going to have to go pick up that ball from the parking lot. It's a 15-point lead for the LB Bearcats, 21-6, to six, with 3.29 left in the third quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. We folks missed it. Doug Cole playing the air guitar in the second row here in the booth tonight. It's a 15-point lead for the Ubley Bearcats. 21-6, 329 left in the third quarter. As Evan Bruski with a 17-yard run caps off a 13-play drive covering 6 minutes and 30 seconds and 75 yards. Brett Mueller with the PAT makes it a 15-point game. And this kick goes out of bounds inside the 10-yard line. So Harbor Beach will start out at their own 35-yard line, trailing by two scores. And that's a that's good field position for Harbor Beach because with the way these two kickers have been kicking the ball, it's been pretty poor starting spots uh, after touchdowns. So th that's a good sign for Harbor Beach to get back in this game. But uh, how about them Bearcats' offense, right? They, they give up uh, a huge passing play and a momentum-changing touchdown for Harbor Beach, and they answer with a nice, cool, calm 65-yard drive, convert a fourth down and three along the way, and go back up two scores. And as cool as anybody here, that's just what the Bearcats do. What I'm looking forward to now is you're going to see Harbor Beach come back out in the spread. Do you see any sort of blitz packages or some sort of change on defense to slow down the passing game? First and 10 from their own 35-yard line in the spread formation. Tanton Babcock on the quarterback keeper. He looks like he lost his footing a little bit in the backfield. And Aiden Makoviak took advantage and brings him down for a lot yard loss at back of the 34-yard line. He's trying to find that left edge of the line. Loss of a yard, second down 11 from their own 34. When Harbor Beach is dangerous in the spread offense, it's when they're able to run. And that read option with the quarterback running back is key. Now, as you see Shea Woodkey back there, that's not where he's been most of the year. He's been on the line. So you can see a little bit of carelessness, a little bit of uncomfortableness. And when Babcock pulled it back out, you can see it took him a second to take it back from Woodkey, stumbled a little bit, and that's all Aiden Makoviak and company needs on that defensive line. They're in the backfield quickly for a loss of one. Jacob Booms and Matt Farmer wide to the right, two to the left. That would be Luke Woodkey and Jason Oblock. This is bubble screen out to Luke Woodkey. He has it, but he's going to be brought down and dropped on this spot of his reception by number 10 for the Ubley Bearcats. That's Evan Bruski just for a gain of two on the play. Third down and nine upcoming for the Harbor Beach Pirates of their own 36-yard line. So you see a small change. You're going to see Evan Peruski follow Luke Woodkey on defense, at least on this series. He's lined up one-on-one -on -one with Woodkey over there, which is an awesome matchup for us for the rest of the evening. But the throw was high. That was the difference on that play. Babcock lets it go a little bit up in the air, and that forces Woodkey to go up and catch it. And by the time he comes down and gets it, uh, Peruski's there to clean him up before he's even able to get started. 
Now Woodkey wide right this time. Tanton Babcock on the quarterback keeper to the left side. Has positive yards. Going to be short of the first down, though, at the, th- at the 43-yard line. Two yards short. Actually, three yards short, according to the spot of the 42-yard line. Tackle made by Matt Brandel out of the secondary for the Ugly Bearcats. Fourth down and three to go for the Harwich Pirates in their own territory. I think that was a good enough play, though. <laughs> Uh, for Coach Schelke to probably line up and go for it here. They have a little bit more juice here on offense now that they've spread it out a little bit. You saw a nice run there. We've seen them throw the ball last series. So I fully expect them to go for it here with time running short in the third quarter down two scores. Minute 50 left in the third quarter. Ubley 21, Harbor Beach 6. Harbor Beach scored in their first possession of the second half. This is their second. And and if I'm right and they go for it here, this is a big series in this game because if you get it, you have a chance to catch up in this game. If you don't, you give a very successful Harbor... uh Ugly offense, really short field. And he's going to punt this one out of the shotgun. It's a low punt, but it bounces well inside the 20-yard line. It comes to rest just about at the 15-yard line from 10 Babcock. And so Ugly back on offense with a two-possession lead, a 42-yard punt from 10 Babcock, first and 10 for the Bearcats at their own 15-yard line. Coach Schelke going to continue to play the field position game. He's going to ask his defense to come on the field and make a stop for him on the other side. This is where the Bearcats excel. They have the lead, they have time on their hands, and they have the football. And this is traditionally where you see the Bearcats milk a ton of clock and typically end up with another scoring drive to put their opponents away. Minute 40 remains in the third quarter. I'll be on offense. At their own 15-yard, it's actually 16-yard line. And off to number 14, Logan Mueller. He lunges out, full extension, all the way out to the 24-yard line, brought down by 10 Babcock with free safety. After a nine-yard gain, the second down, and just a yard to go for the Ole Bearcats. And that's for, for the Bearcats. They obviously really like the upside of Mark Heilig. We know what Colin Oberski is. He's the physical short yardage. We need a couple yards guy to give it to. Logan Mueller is that guy that does a little bit of both. He's got the speed. He's got the ability to run you over. And he's the guy that sometimes can be the forgotten man. And they go right to him right away. Harbor Beach trying to figure out how to stop Peruski. Got to contain Heilig and leave it to Logan Mueller to get a really nice gain of a good eight yards on first down. One minute and counting here in the third quarter. 21 to six, Ubley by 15. Ubley on offense, handoff to Kyle Nerberski. Trying to find a gap, he does. He breaks out his first tackle, he's to midfield, and it's a foot race down to the 40. Tan Babcock trying to chase him down to the 25, inside the 15 to the five, and Kyle Nerberski is finally tracked down inside of the 10 yard line. Kyle Nerberski, which started the 24 yard line, all the way down on a first and goal situation. And that's huge because you see him run into the back of an offensive lineman about three yards down the field. And this time, instead of just continuing to push, you see him cut just a little bit to the sideline. And there is nobody there on outside contain. And then it's a sprint down the sideline and leave it to Tanton Babcock to come from the other side of the field to chop him down. But not until Ubley turns this into another big play deep inside Harbor Beach territory, inside the 10, somewhere near the five-yard line. 68-yard a run for Colin Oberski puts down a first in goal to go from the eight-yard line. And suddenly, Ubley on the verge of going up three possessions here with less than 20 seconds to play in this third quarter. Wing T to the right. Two men in the backfield. Wing back to the right side. Evan Bruski under, under center surveying the prairie. Ten seconds remain. Less than five in play clock. Handoff to Mark Heilig up the gut. And this one goes... Not far, but enough down to about the six-yard line. Tackle made by Colin Rogenbuck, nose guard for Harbor Beach. 
And that is the end of the third quarter with a 15-point ball game, 21-6. Ubley leads by 15 points with just 12 minutes remaining in the pre-district round, the first round of the postseason right here on the WLW Sports Network. Ubley on the verge of scoring for a fourth time tonight. Second down, goal to go for the six-yard line. Twelve minutes around the board in the fourth quarter here. Currently, it's Ubley 21, Hover Beach 6, and Ubley knocking on the door again. Comes out in that same formation. Wing T to the right, working off the right hash. Far right side of your radio right now. Evan Bruski hands off to Mark Heilig. He finds a seam. He's in untouched, standing up. Touchdown, Ubley. It's now 27 to 6 with 11.55 left in the fourth quarter. A six-yard scamper for Mark Heilig into the end zone. Touchdown. Great execution by the Bearcats. An awesome drive. A huge run by Colin Oberski to set up that scoring drive. And after the end of the third quarter, we start the fourth quarter with a handoff to Mark Heilig. And he finds a way into the end zone to extend this ugly lead. And it looks like we have a some sort of injury on the field. It's Luke Woodkey, actually. Something with his, looks like his right arm. Seems to be okay, but they're going to bring him out just for precautions. So they bring out another substitute player. That would be number 40 for the Harvard Beach Pirates. Someone we do not have on our initial roster, so that would be a JV player. Uh, well, this is important because you, if you're going to have him out, you need him out on this play because I imagine... No matter how bad that hand is hurting, they're going to want him to uh, out there on that series to return the kickoff, most likely. And the PAAT is up, and it's good from Brett Mueller with 11.55 left in the fourth quarter. It is Ubley 28, Hover Beach 6 with 11.55 left in regulation right here on the WLW Sports Network. Eleven fifty-five left in the fourth quarter, and Ubley strikes for the fourth time tonight, twenty-eight to six. As the stands are fairly full, considering all things considered, here with uh, the rain that's been coming down really since about nine a.m. this morning. So they're listening all over the entire country, whether you're in the gathering place in Badax or wherever you are. Well, thank you for listening tonight. Eleven fifty-five left in the fourth quarter, as the Ubley Bearcats showing why they won the Greater Them East and they have a nine and zero record. Brett Mueller's kick is comes down to about the 13-yard line, brought in by number 17 for the Harvard Beach Pirates. That's Matt Farmer. He gets out close to the 30-yard line before he's stopped for a 13-yard gain. Number two on the stop, Matt Brendel for Ubley Special Teams. First in 10 for the Harbor Beach Pirates at their own 29-yard line. It's funny. You see both teams, boom, their, their opening kickoffs respectively right out the back of the end zone. And, and since this rain has picked up a little bit, you're seeing both teams at the same time go with those squib kicks. And, and they can be very tough to handle the way they are, let alone in, in these conditions. But both teams have done a pretty good job. And now Harbor Beach comes back on the field, their own 29-yard line, and with just 11, maybe 12 minutes to go in this game, this is a really tall task down three scores against a very talented Ubley Bearcat team. We do not see Luke Woodkey on the field for the Pirates, more than likely done for the evening. Tan Babcock 
Throws to the near sideline, and he, the, pat, the catch is complete, but he's hit immediately on that far sideline. Don't even see a number yet. That was number 17, Matt Farmer. Tackle made by Ubley's number 22. That's Kyle Sweeney out of the secondary. First and, excuse me, second down and 10. No gain in the play of the 30. And if this game continues the way it is with an ugly Bearcat lead and victory, that is one thing that we're going to have to keep an eye on because eventually you run into a team that can throw the ball a little bit. And it's those types of closeouts, that closeout speed, reading the quarterback, and making those tackles in open space that are going to be a very big deal. And on that play, Babcock looks everybody down the field, checks it down to his guy, which is exactly what he's supposed to do. And Kyle Sweeney does exactly what he's supposed to do and make that tackle before it turns upfield for anything more than one yard. Two receivers each way. Tanton Babcock staying in the pocket, throwing to the near sideline. And Jason Knoblock gets caught at the 40. He has the first down and dragged out of bounds by Matt Brandle all the way out to the 46-yard line on the reception for a 16-yard catch for Jace Knoblock. Move the chains for the Harbor Beach Pirates. And that is an awesome throw. That That is going to go very underappreciated that you saw Blitz come right into his face and he simply backs up and from his back foot throws it across the field towards the sideline and trusting that Jace Canoblock is going to run underneath it and catch it and that's exactly what happens. So under a little pressure, he's still able to make a good throw across the field for a very important first down for Harbor Beach. First and 10 from their own 46 yard line. Right to left across your radio. Same formation, two receivers each way. Babcock rolls to his right looking to pass downfield. Let's it fly. It is batted down. Matt Brandle looks like he got a hand out Susan that is number 57 Aiden McCoviak of course in there intended for Chase Knoblock Incomplete, second down and 10 for the 46. So Aiden McCoviak has the underneath coverage. You're right, it is Matt Brandle that collapses on the play and knocks it down from behind to make sure that play goes nowhere. And that's a good job by the Ubley defense because when Tanton Babcock rolls to his right, that pretty much eliminates anybody on the opposite side of the field. So you see these guys come over, foul the quarterback, and when he throws it to basically his only option, he's in double coverage. It's a tight window to throw it in. Babcock throws it anyway, and it's a great knockdown, batted down play by the secondary of Ubley. 10.47 remains in regulation. 28-6 Ubley by 22 points. And 10 Babcock on the quarterback keeper trying to get out of the backfield. He does, and he's going to run out of bounds and it looks like about the 48-yard line after just a gain of two on the play on second and 10. As he run out of bounds, stops the clock with 10.41. Third down, seven to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. But that read option does exactly what they wanted to do. That's the second time they've run read option. And and poor uh, Shea Woodkey, Ethan Gillig gets in the backfield and completely runs right into Shea Woodkey, but doesn't know where the football is. And you see Babcock pull it out, allow Woodkey to take that hit from Gillig, and then that allows Babcock to run around in, in some open space and make a play. He only gets three yards on that play, but... Uh, that is important three yards because that could have gone for a loss of three or four real quick. Setting Jace Knoblock and Matt Farmer wide left. To the right would be Josh Hessling as well as Jacob Booms. Babcock tries to go back to throw and this one is hit out of his hand as he's tried to throw and recovered by the Ubley Bearcats at the 42-yard line. Big man 68, Parker Peruski, the defensive end, 6-foot-170-pound junior, brings it in on the fumble recovery. Turnover for the Harbor Beach Pirates and the Ubley back on offense, first and 10 from the Harbor Beach 42. Well, it's one of those scenarios where if you're Ubley, 
you either have to bring up some kind of different blitz packages to make Babcock uncomfortable, or you have to do some sort of uh, zone, man-to-man -man mix up in the secondary to try and throw him off his spot because he was on a, on a good mark there for a little bit. But you, this time you see Parker Peruski come from the backside, and as Babcock goes to throw it, Parker Peruski come from the backside, simply just grabs the ball as he as he draws back to throw it, takes it from him, and it's our first turnover of the game. Kalnabruski rolling over white def jersey defenders all the way down to the 34-yard line. He started at the 42 for an 8-yard gain. Tackle made by Harbor Beach's 55. That would be Shea Woodkey on the stop. After an 8-yard gain, second down and two from the 34. Uh, and you're seeing now this, this offense turn those three-yard gains into even a little bit more six- and seven-yard plays. And you're seeing Colin Obersky have one of his better halves as he gets another big run there on first down. Ten, oh, ten minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. 28-6, to six, ugly by 22 points. And we just received confirmation Luke Woodkey will not return for the Pirates. Wing C to the right and a fumble on the snap. Evan Bruski found it and jumped on it right where it fell at the 36-yard line. So there'll be a loss of two on the play. Instead of a third down and uh, excuse me, a third down and two, it's now a third down and four. Yeah, they, they have a second down and two option. They fumble, lose three on the play. One of the few mistakes the Bearcats have made today, but Evan Perusi, well, I'm going to call him a veteran even though he's a sophomore. Uh, that ball does hit the turf, but he doesn't panic. You see him look for the football. He finds it, falls down on it, recovers the ball safely, and third down and four, maybe five yards in Pirate territory. This is still four down territory. They're still in a very comfortable spot with 9-10 to go here in this game, up three scores. Looks like according to the spot, it's almost third down and five. Wing T to the right, Peruski working off the right hash inside of Harbor Beach territory. It's a handoff to Kyle Noberski, lowers the shoulder, gets down to about the 32-yard line before he's stopped by Shea Woodkey from Harbor Beach's linebacking core. And no word yet from the officials whether this is a first down or not. And they're saying singling third down conversion, new set of downs for the LB Bearcats. Been a really nice second half here for Colin Oberski. He's yes, over is. the he's over the hundred yard mark, and uh, he was kind of the guy that we were expecting to lead the charge here for the Bearcats. And, and it's really been the story of of Evan Peruski and Mark Heilig for a lot of the year. And this is big because if Colin Oberski and Logan Mueller really start, you saw Logan Mueller last week. You're seeing Colin Oberski this week. When you start to see all four of these guys work together, they are destined for another really nice playoff run. Colin Oberski now in the season three hundred or four hundred and forty yards the injured tonight which is 331 yards tonight so far 109 yards on 10 carries for Kyle Noberski hand out to Mark Heilig up the gut on a first and 10 from the 31 down to about the 23 yard line for an eight yard gain stop made by Harbor Beach's Evan Miller defensive tackle Gain of eight on the play, second down and two. And you can see the loss of Woodkey really affecting this team. Not only is he their offensive and defensive leader, the emotional leader, but he is also the guy that mans the middle of that defense. And you can see now Colin Oberski running over the right side of that defense. You see Mark Heilig attack the middle where he's gone, and there's no replacing a guy like that. And big chunk plays now coming for the Bearcat offense. Heilig with that carry across the century mark. That's three Bearcats across 100 yards. Mark Heilig 107, Oberski 109, Peruski 132. Wing T to the left, working inside the right hash. Handoff to number 14. That would be Mark Heilig. As you know, Logan, Logan Mueller, excuse me. I'll cross the 20 down to the 18-yard line. Tackle made by Grant McGlincy, defensive end for the Pirates. Move the chains for the Ugly Bearcats, first and 10 inside the 20. And I think it's only right. we got to give Logan Mueller a few carries to try to see yeah. if he can get close to that yardage, too. 
Logan Mueller currently nine carries, 39 yards, and a score. Hubley's rushed for 387 yards in this ballgame. Harvard reached 91, but they also have 101 through the air. 7.25 left in the fourth. Hubley 28, Harvard reached 6. The Hubley Bearcats knocking on the door inside the red zone once again. 7.15 left in regulation. Same formation. Peruski waiting for the play clock to get under 10 seconds before even thinking about snapping it. Now he's under center. Handoff to 27, Mark Heilig. He bounces off one defender and finally brought down at the 13-yard line, brought down by number 55, Shea Woodkey for the Pirates. From the 17 down to the 13, a gain of four. Caden Boynton in the area as well, but again, these those three-yard plays, two-yard plays that Harbor Beach was doing a good job of holding the Obley offense to early in this game. All of a sudden, this is the what the wing tee is designed to do. Where are you down? And those two and three-yard runs turn into five, six, and seven late in the game. A nice five-yard carry by Mark Heilig on first down. Seven plays so far on this drive, taking off four minutes and five seconds so far. Start at the Harbor Beach 42-yard line. Now they're at the Harbor Beach 12-yard line. Wing tee to the right, three yards inside the right hash on the right side of your radio. Bruski handoff to Akalno Bruski has a lead blocker. And now it's a scrum inside the 10 and all the way down to the 9-yard line. The gain of 3 on the play. Stop made by number 4, Caden, excuse me, Caden Boynton for the Pirates. Third down the yard to go. So we said this is when the Bearcats are absolutely at their best. It seems like a simple thing, but they do an excellent job of maintaining their rhythm even though they completely slow the game down to as slow a pace as possible, use as much clock, and simply slowly eliminate their opponents and that's exactly what they're doing here milking this clock 545 to go in the game and third and one for another first down 540 remaining regulation 28 to 6 ugly knocking on the door for the fifth time this evening wing tee to the right working off the right hash brewski under center play clock under 10 there's the snap handoff to his first option mark highly a flag flies inside the trenches as highly gets down to the six yard line stop made by Harbor Beach's Matt Hessling out of the secondary. Currently has the first down and is going to be a hold against the other Bearcats negating that first down run. And is going to be pushing them back from the spot of the foul, which was at the, the flag currently is at the six-yard line. And a hold inside the trench, which is at the nine-yard line. Interesting to see where they spot this. It should be right at the 15 if they, where the flag was sitting when they threw the penalty. That does appear exactly what it is at the 15-yard line. 5.24 left in the fourth quarter. 28-6, to ugly by 22 points. Trying to tack on another seven here. Facing a third down, eight to go after that five-yard, or ten-yard hold. Normally in this scenario, a third down and long, you see the Bearcats put it in Evan Peruski's hands, but the way Colin Oberski's running, I, I would be shocked if he doesn't get an attempt here. It is going to be four-down territory for the Bearcats, I'm sure. Oberski and Heilig in the backfield. Logan Mueller, the wing back to the right, working a yard inside that right hash. Quarterback keeper Evan Peruski around the left side. He has green passers in front of him. Touchdown untouched for Evan Peruski with 5.18 remaining in the third in the fourth quarter. A 16-yard scamper for Evan Peruski makes it 34-6. A 28-point lead right now with a PAT upcoming from Brett Mueller with 5.18 remaining in the fourth quarter. And that's just the way it's going for the Ugly Bearcats. That's the play they love to go to when they need a bigger run. They sell you with those runs up the middle and then let Evan Peruski, arguably their best talent, keep it around the outside. You see him make that great cut right up the middle, and that just leaves 
Pirate defenders laying everywhere. Brett Mueller's kick is up, and it is good. It hits out on the track and the PAT. It's now 35-6. to Obli leading by 29 points with 518 remaining in the fourth quarter right here on the WLW Sports Network. It's a 29-point lead for the LB Bearcats with 5.18 remaining in the fourth quarter as Mueller's kick goes into the end zone for a touchback. So Harbor Beach will start out at their own 20-yard line. Ubley's drive, 58 yards, or excuse me, 42 yards. They started on the plus side of the field. It took 5 minutes and 17 seconds off the clock. And altogether, 8 plays on that one for the score. From Evan Prusky, 16 yards out. Mueller with a PAT makes it 35-6, to Ubley leading. Yeah, that's Evan Prusky's third uh, rushing touchdown of the evening, and he's the guy that can make you pay. If that offense works the way it should, and it, it's working that way tonight, even Logan Mueller averaging almost four and a half yards a carry. Mark Heilig's up to almost seven. Kyle Nabursky now at 10 yards a carry, and he's supposed to be the bruiser back. So it's going to show you this offense has found different guys to win and, and be big impact players each and every week. But tonight, it's been an equal workload. Three guys out of the four over 100 yards rushing on the night. 5.18 remains in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach back in offense. It's a handoff to Caden Boynton. Breaks out of two tackles and finally brought down with four. Sound of the 24-yard line for a four-yard gain. Stop made by Evan Prusky for the Ubley Bearcats. Second down and six upcoming for Harbor Beach with five minutes left. And you see Caden Boynton kind of fill that Luke Woodkey role as he keeps it around the end on the right side and gets a nice gain of four yards on first down. Ubley has scored on all three of their possessions in the second half. It was 14-0 at half. And now it's 35 to 6. Second down and six from the 24 yard line. Harbor Beach marching right to left across your radio in their road white uniforms. Of course, this is the second time these two teams have met. First time it was 50 to 33, was the final score in favor of the Bearcats. And off this time to Jacob Booms all the way out to the 29 yard line, short of the first down marker by a yard. Stop made by Ubley's number 11, Luke Vollmering, plays linebacker, 5'10, 165 pound freshman. Nice tackle there by him. Get in the stat book there. Nice run there by Harbor Beach. Getting that three and four yards like you want out of the wing tee. Uh, second down, or excuse me, third down and two yards to go. Third and manageable for the Pirates. Four minutes and counting here in the fourth quarter. 35 to six, probably by 29 points. Goes on to take on the winner of Marlette in Cass City. Last we heard it was 20-0 Marlette over Cass City at halftime. Harbor Beach in the tee, hands it off to Shea Woodkey. He gets out to the 30-yard line, very close to that first down marker. And they're going to, the initial signal is short of the fourth, or short of the first down marker. Tackle made by number 68, Parker Peruski for the Bearcats. Fourth and less than a yard to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Nice job by that Bearcat defense. Just two yards to go for a first down. They only allow one, and now a fourth down scenario coming up for the Harbor Beach Pirates in their own territory at their own 29-yard line. Line up in the tee. Tan Babcock, the junior play caller for the Pirates, under center, three men backfield. Caden Boynton, Jacob Booms, and Shea Woodkey. Handoff to number two, Jacob Booms. He's across 
He's across the 30-yard line, out to the 31-yard line. Tackle made by Colin Oberski. Move the chains, a two-yard gain when they needed one. Looks like the ball may have popped loose after contact on the ground. First and ten for Harbor Beach, converting on fourth. I'm glad there's no instant replay for Harbor Beach because he was being tackled over top of a defender. I'm not so certain that ball wasn't live, but they rule it down, and it's a first down for Harbor Beach. First and ten from the 31-yard line, less than three to play here. 35-6, to six, a 29-point lead for the Ugly Bearcats at home in week number ten. Harbor Beach sticking to the T formation. Babcock under center at the 31 in the zone territory, marching to the left side of your radio. Handoff. Next week, quarterback keeper for 10, Babcock. He's tripped up in the backfield for a loss back down to the 28-yard line. Looks like number 79, Candon Peruski, for the LA Bearcats was within the range. Not sure if he got a shoestring tackle on that or if his Sam Babcock just losing his grip. Ball's in the backfield, second down and long to go. Oh, that, that's, uh, that's a tackle you can give to Coach Herp there. That's the field gets the credit for that one as uh, Babcock tried to keep it for himself around the outside and completely lost his traction. Slips in the backfield, and that's uh, going to be a pretty good-sized loss for Harbor Beach on first down. Loss of three on the play, second down, 13 to go from the 28 in their own territory. Two minutes and counting here in the fourth quarter. Harbor Beach trailing by 29. Luke Woodkey out with an injury for the Pirates. Tam Babcock hands it off to number four. Caden Boynton gets out to the original line of scrimmage of the 30. And he stopped right there, actually, after just a two-and-a-half-yard gain. Tackle made by Ubley's 33, Jay Susala. Third down and 11 to go for the Pirates. Yeah, you're seeing uh, both teams get, get some of the, the younger players in, the JV players in, that, which is great to see. And this is part of the reason why these two teams have developed these powerhouse programs because they find ways to, to get all kinds of kids involved in games, especially playoff games. And even though uh, the LB Bearcats are going to go on to win this game, you see both teams uh, still working in those younger kids and getting them some action in an all-important playoff game. It's a pitch out to the left to Jacob Booms from Babcock. He lowers the shoulder, gets out across the 30 down to about the 32-yard line for a gain of three. Colin Urbersky on the stop for the LB Bearcats. Fourth down, eight to go for the Harbor Beach Pirates. Less than a minute to play. Last we heard, it's 28-0, Marlette leading the Kansas City Redhawks. Just heard that uh, the Bedex Hatchet scored in late in the fourth quarter. They are now down 20-12 to 12 with two and a half minutes to go in that game. So Bedex joined some life late in the fourth quarter in Hemlock. 20-12 to 12 late in the fourth there. Of course, the winner of this one, Ubley, will go on to play Marlette. It's looking like as they lead 28-0 in the fourth over Cass City in Marlette. That game will be played here in Ubley. Fourth and eight for the Harbor Beach Pirates, and they hand it off out of the tee. He gets out for a gain of a yard. That's Jacob Booms before he's stopped by the Bad Axes, or excuse me, Ubley's defense. That's Cameron Ferris, defensive tackle. And that is a turnover on downs, and this will let the play clock, or it's at 17 seconds. Ubley will just have to kneel once here and they will be going on to the district championship yet again with a 35 to 6 lead and a final score upcoming here this one's all but solid away yeah what a performance by the ugly bearcats I, I really felt harbor beach played extremely tough had two uh plays they wish they had back in the first half but the second half it was all bearcats all the time and there's the kneel in the hot Ubley Bearcats are victorious in the first week of the postseason, and they are one step closer to Ford Field as they dominate the Harbor Beach Pirates 35-6.
in the pre-district round of the MHSA Division 8 playoffs. Final score, Ubley 35, Harbor Beach 6 on the WLW Sports Network. A 29-point victory for the home team. The Ubley Bearcats take two wins against the Harbor Beach Pirates in 2021. You're listening to the WLW Sports Network. We'll return in 70 seconds with your post-game wrap-up right here in your home for high school football, the WLW Sports Network. Bearcats secure win number 10 on the season in the 2021 season as they take out their rival in the Greater Thumb East, the Harbor Beach Pirates, for the second time this season. Final score, Ubley 35. Harbor Beach with a lone score of just six points. Dave Hansen, watch tell us how we got to this final score of 35 to 6. It started in the first quarter. We just had one score, and it came on the second play of the evening. Evan Peruski keeps it for himself on an 80-yard touchdown run. Brett Mueller adds the extra point and at the end of the first quarter ugly leads harbor beach seven nothing in the second quarter just one more score this time logan mueller for the ugly bearcats punches it in from a couple yards out brett mueller adds the extra point and at halftime ugly leads harbor beach 14 nothing third quarter harbor beach comes out firing Tanton Babcock hits Jace Canoblock on a 22-yard touchdown throw and catch. The two-point pass would fail, but Ubley would still lead 14-6. On the ensuing drive, Peruski does it again, a 17-yard touchdown run. Mueller adds the extra point, and Ubley at the end of the third quarter would lead 21-6. And in the fourth quarter, all Bearcats. Heilig scores on a six-yard touchdown run. Brett Mueller adds the extra point yet again. And Evan Peruski with the final score of the evening, on a short touchdown run, the PAT was good, and the Ubley Bearcats would defeat the Harbor Beach Pirates 35-6 to and move on next week to play the Marlette Red Raiders. Ubley accrued 410 yards on the night, all coming from the ground attack. They did not attempt to pass here this evening in this rainy, wet, windy weather. The Ubley Bearcats, 47 plays of offense, all 47 carries for 410 yards, five scores. They averaged 8.7 yards per carry this evening for the Bearcats tonight. Leading the way was Evan Bruski with 11 carries, 148 yards and three scores. Colin Bruski, 11 carries, 112 yards, averaging 10, 10 yards per carry. Bruski, 13 and a half yards per carry. Of course, his first run of the night was 80 yards for a score. Mark Heilig, 16 carries, 111 yards and one score. And Logan Mueller, nine carries for 39 yards in one touchdown. And it doesn't get any more solid than that. And when you're a wing T offense, when you can utilize three different guys out of your four, and we saw Logan Mueller be one of the lead running backs last week. He's the low man on total pole. You see the other three run for over 100, and, and three of the four of these backs score. This is what makes a wing T team, especially the Ugly Bearcats, tough to beat. When you look, put the two banker brawls together this season, Dave, Ugly rushed for 92 carries. 858 yards and 12 touchdowns between the two games. Uh, that is an offense. I don't need to see the games, Clark, to tell you that Ubley went 2-0 and in those games. Now you would be correct. Combined scores between those was 85-39. to Of course, that first game was 50-33. to 
For the Harvard Reach offense, 206 total yards and 42 plays. It's five plays less than the Ugly Bearcats. One turnover, one touchdown. Ugly Bearcats averaged 8.7 per play. Harvard Reach 4.9 and had 204 less yards this evening. Rushing the ball, 31 carries, 105 yards. No scores, but one fumble. For the high-reach ground attack, through the air, 8 of 11 for Tanner Babcock for 101 yards and one touchdown. Luke Woodkey, leading rusher for the Pirates with 10 carries for 40 yards. Tan Babcock, quarterback, and 9 carries, 30 yards in the fumble. Jacob Boom, 7 carries, 24 yards. Caden Boynton, 2 carries for 6 yards. And Shea Woodkey, 3 carries for 5 yards. Tan Babcock, 8 of 11 through the air for 101 and one score. Jace Knoblock, leading receiver for four receptions, 61 yards on seven targets and one score, averaging 15.3 yards per catch for Jace Knoblock tonight, 57 57% catch percentage. Jacob Booms, one reception for 34 yards. Luke Woodkey, two receptions for six yards. And Matt Farmer, one reception for no yards. At, looking at the Hard Beach side, I mean, it begins and ends with Tan Babcock. I mean, eight, eight again, he's not healthy. Eight of 11 passing for 101 yards and a touchdown, no turnovers. Turn around and ask him to carry it nine times for another 30. He really did have a really nice game for Hard Beach. Luke Woodkey is a do-it-all kind of guy, leads the team in tackles. He's the kicker. Uh, he leads the team in carries. He leads the team in rushing. So those are the two focal points of this offense, but they did a good job of negating Woodkey, only allowing 40 yards rushing. His two receptions went for only six yards. They kept him out of the end zone, which that does not happen very often. So uh, great job and game plan by the Ubley defense to really slow down this Harbor Beach offense. We don't, well, I like to talk about special teams. We don't talk about special teams a whole lot in this game, but Dave, we had five punts between the two teams. Three punts of those were inside the 20-yard line. That, impressive for Mark Heilig and Tanton Babcock, both sides. Babcock had two inside the 20. Heilig, of course, with one inside the 20. Ubley only had to punt twice tonight. I'll add to your stats. Uh, the Ubley Bearcats scored five times. All seven, all five extra points were good. From Brett Mueller, and he could have made those extra points from NFL distance on those extra points. Well, you're looking at when he's on uh, the north side of the field, they had to chase that one down from the baseball field that was all the way out there. So, yeah, he's, he's definitely got a leg on him and as accurate as they come as well. On defense, Ubley with 38 tackles, three tackles for a loss, one tip pass, and one fumble recovery. For the Harbor Reach Pirates, 39 tackles in the evening, no tackles for a loss, no sacks, no interceptions, no tip passes, or no fumble recoveries. Leading the way for the Ubley defense, Matt Brandle with six tackles, as Candon Peruski was as well, with six tackles, including one tackle for a loss. Evan Bruski, five tackles, Mark Heilig, Akal Nabursky, and Logan Vollmering each with four. And Aiden Makoviak, slow night for him, just three tackles, including two for a loss and one tip pass. For the Harbor Beach defense, Luke Woodkey and Shea Woodkey, each with six tackles. Colin Rogenbuck and Caden Lawhorn with five. Caden Boynton and Tanton Babcock with four. And Evan Miller with three tackles. So, Dave, this sets up a big game next week right here in Ubley. Last we heard, Marlette was lead blanking Cass City, 28-0. That one's a final now, 28-0. Marlette wins. And that sets up a district championship between the Marlette Red Raiders on the road at the Ubley Bearcats. You'll hear that game right here on Sports Radio 1021. And Marlette uh, is a very unique team. They have a very talented quarterback in Tim Bush, and, and they can do a lot of different things on offense. I don't know about their defense. They're pretty good in size. And when they came and played Ubley the first time around, that was a dead-even game at halftime before the Ubley Bearcats do what they do best 
and they change the game plan in a heartbeat, make a tweak, whatever it might be at halftime, this this veteran elite coaching staff that they put together, and they make a change, and all of a sudden the opposing teams are lost, and they poured it on in the second half on Marlette. So the score of that game looks a lot worse than what the game really was at halftime. This team is very capable. They're very talented. They can do a lot of things. This was a red-hot Kansas City team winning, I think, four straight coming into the playoffs to get in the playoffs, and they took down some quality teams along the way. And to get blanked by Marlette tells me that Marlette is ready to go. And I think we're in for a really exciting battle next week, hopefully right here in Albany. Well, hopefully it will be in here. That's what I like to hear. And, of course, uh, which, Dave, that one step better, that means we don't need to tear down all of our gear and carry down these two double steps. Ah, yes. Uh, I know uh, Mr. Banky would be very appreciative of that, too. Yes, indeed. My back bringing him up certainly is happy as well. Other area scores in the fourth quarter. Hemlock leading Bad Axe 20-12. Last we heard, that was in the waning moments of the fourth quarter. Reese and Lakers. Lakers 35, Reese 6. That was in the third quarter. And we have Marlette Cassidy. That's a final 28-0. As so the Bad Axe game has got very interesting. They, they force a turnover right near midfield. Bad Axe takes over with not a lot of time left. And uh, i got to give credit to the Bad Axe Hatchet's Twitter handle. They've done a great job of play-by-play with how close this game is. And the last thing that they tweeted us just one minute ago, Bad Axe scores, and it's called back on offensive pass interference. So that's where this game is right now. Our uh, Bad Axe has the football. We don't know exactly where, how much time is left, but we do know they're down eight, and the football is in their possession with a chance to maybe tie that ball game. So 20 to 12, Hemlock in Bad Axe. Bad Axe trailing right now, but Bad Axe on offense somewhere in midfield. We don't know how much time is left either. It kind of feels like we're shooting in the dark here a little bit. Yes, but uh, again, the, the Bad Axe Twitter handle uh, doing an excellent job of keeping us updated. Uh, you can tell they're quick. The game's happening at a fast pace, but enough for us to know that that game is going right down to the final second. So, Dave, I think I know the answer to this one, but who's the Thompson Chevrolet player of the game tonight? No question about it. Quarterback Evan Peruski uh, leads the team in carries, 11 carries, 148 yards. Again, the leading rusher on the team. Uh, he had three of their five touchdowns. And even on defense, you, you saw him defending Luke Woodkey in the passing game, taking him out of this scenario. And, again, he, he's their punter. He, he does a lot of different things. He's the one that kept that punt. Uh, long snapper, excuse yeah. me. He's the one that can, kept that punt from going into the end zone. Harvard Beach had to start on their own five instead of getting it out near the 20. So he does a little bit of everything for this team. Keep in mind, he's just a sophomore, a bright couple years yet ahead for this Bearcat team. But for right now, they are moving on to the second round and will host the Marlette Red Raiders for a chance at a district title. So we do have to say goodbye to a couple of our seniors here in our local area we always like to do this when we remember or have time to do so Harbor Beach loses a good core of seniors on this team of course they're returning some star talented juniors and sophomores as well but Harbor Beach's uh, last game played here for in the orange and black of the pirate jerseys Caden Boynton Luke Woodge Matt Farmer Matt Hessling Josh Hessling the twins there Evan Miller off the line and then on the line as well, Grant Smiglinski, uh, four-year star there, Jacob Wuschlager, Nathan Kane, and Thomas Marantet. Yeah, that, that's a big loss for them, and it starts with Luke Woodkey and almost the entire offensive line. So that's that's going to be a big conversation piece for Coach Schelke and that coaching staff uh, to revamp the offensive line. They do have one very important piece coming back, and that's signal caller Tanton Babcock. So they will have hope in the greater Thumb West, knowing that he's there to make some plays, but 
Who's going to help him next year? Who's going to protect for him? Who's going to open some holes to run through? A lot of question marks for the Hard Beach Pirates, but full expectation is they, they tend to reload, uh, not uh, do anything different. So they, they'll be back. On the other side of the ball, the Elby Bearcats still rolling into the district finals, and they have just four seniors starting on offense on this team. Very young, but very talented, of course. And any time a freshman quarterback leads the team to the state championship is always a good way to start his uh, career there under center for Evan Peruski. And I think we're going to see a pretty sizable run here for the Elby Bearcats. I really do. I, but it's not going to come without its challenges. Uh, to be very fair, the Elby Bearcats were not really challenged this year. Uh, Harbor Beach challenged them right out of the gate in week three. But outside of that, they didn't have a real football game, in my opinion, until Bad Axe last week. And they answered that call. It was a tight game, but they answered it and won a very highly competitive game. And they come out here with the second time against Harbor Beach, and this coaching staff does what it does best and comes up with a fantastic game plan to uh, to blow the doors off their rival in Harbor Beach. Still no word on that ugly, or excuse me, that Bad Axe Hemlock game in Division 7. Last we heard, it was 20-12 to 12, Hemlock leading, but Bad Axe on offense after recovering a turnover. And then they touched down, called back for the Bad Axe Hatches on offensive pass interference. So congratulations to Evan Peruski, your Thompson Chevrolet player of the game. If you're looking for the new model Chevrolets, look no further than the north end of Ubley at Thompson Chevrolet. Find new roads. So Dave Vanson, final thoughts here from another great backyard brawl. Uh, of course, uh, uh, we wish the best for the Heart Beach Pirates on a, on a really nice season, uh, you know, they, they competed well in the Greater Thumb East. They ran into a, a really a tough draw here in the Ugly Bearcats in the first round. Played them well for a half, but uh, the Bearcats were able to overwhelm them in the second half. Uh, we always uh, enjoy watching them play. And as for the Bearcats, a very nice win. Don't stop now. Good luck next week. And uh, we'll be here to, to follow you next week and hope they get another win. And, of course, Dave, you know what returns this Sunday? The strong, the strong side. side. The strong side returns on Sports Radio 1021 and live and worldwide at WFWSports.com. I was also making sure that you remember that you have to be on the strong side on Sunday at 7 p.m. Oh, yeah. I remember. Okay, Don't all worry. right. Just checking. Just checking. So, of course, the strong side returns this Sunday as we'll recap all of week 10 of the football season in the first week of the postseason here. The strong side, Sunday at 7 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021 with Clark Ramsey, Dave Hansen from the Heron County View, Paul P. Adams, as we'll discuss plenty of good games here. In the first week of the postseason, and unfortunately, the Bad Axe Hatchets fall short to the Hemlock Huskies in Hemlock with a banged-up roster. Not many of them, and a few key starters missing for that Bad Axe Hatchets. They fall 20-12. to 12. They cannot find the end zone in the waning moments of that fourth quarter. So Bad Axe's season is done, and losing their final three games of the season, 7-3, and three, they finish the year on. Hemlock now will go on to take on the winner of Lakers and Reese, and it's certainly looking like it's going to be the Elton Pigeon Bayport Lakers we heard last in the third quarter, 35-6 to six, Lakers was leading Reese. Yeah, we uh, we had a sneaky suspicion in the pregame that uh, Lakers were going to rebound and play really well. They, they felt like they had them the first time around and then uh, really had a coming out party against Bad X and Bad X when uh, they upset the, the hatchets there in hatchet country. And this team kind of found themselves. I, I really thought that they would uh, – at a loss without Ethan Wisner, kind of the the give, give it to him every time type running back, work off of him. But credit to that team, the coaching staff, they've recovered really well. They've adapted to this new offense, and, and they've, they've played really well because that Reese team can, can put up points in a hurry. And to shut them down to six points, put up 35 of your own, they're ready for uh, the Hemlock Huskies next week.
And, of course, the game of the weekend next week in the second week of the postseason will be the Ugly Bearcats hosting the Marlette Red Raiders for the district championship here in Division 8. Certainly looking forward to that one. Absolutely. Uh, Marlette is not a team that we cover very often, and uh, they're having one of the best years since you and I have taken over uh, doing this stuff. So I uh, look forward to seeing them in person uh, once. But, uh, again, we'll uh, – Full expectations. We can hope we can root for our uh, root for those Bearcats to, to do it again next week. Tonight's presentation of the WLW Sports Network was brought to you by Thumb Sailor and Agar Valley Services, DS Services of Cass City, Conic Radiator and Air Conditioning of Bannex, Randy's Honey Center, 269 Guns, the Here and Daily Tribune, North Star Bank, Guiding the Way, Here on Auto Parts, Countryside Transportation, McVeigh Insurance Agency, Ubley Motor Service, the Thumb Community Health Partnership, the Michigan High School Athletic Association, and Sure Health. Better health, better life. Are you sure? So on behalf of our entire broadcast team here, from the banks of the Cass River in Ubley, Michigan, Dave Hansen, in-game analysis, doing a great job per usual. Great to have him by my side for the past 10 years. Our spotter, Dan Benke, with us for now almost, I almost think, four or five years. And uh, Doug Cole, our director of sports information since 2013. My name is Clark Ramsey, producer and host of this broadcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's game in your cold, your dry abode, wherever that may be, instead of out here in the elements in Ubley, Michigan. The Bearcats victorious over the Harbor Beach Pirates, 35-6 to advance to take on the Marlette Red Raiders in the district championship, a game you'll hear right here on the WLW Sports Network a week from right now. Coverage will begin at 6 p.m. on Sports Radio 1021, kickoff at 7 p.m., and in the meantime, we'll see you for the strong side this Sunday at 7 p.m. So long. This has been a presentation of the WLEW Sports Network, powered by Agri-Valley Services, on Sports Radio 102.1 FM, and live and worldwide at WLEWsports.com. Like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. Just search for WLEW Sports. Your home for high school football is the WLEW Sports Network. Thank <laughs> you.